were you a turtle kid or were you a little fucking weirdo, Jay? Dude. <laughs> Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast. I'm Josh Bolin. And I'm Jay Baxton. And we're going to be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again. Uh, Magep in the chamber today, we are banging out a Nintendo Power, Kawabunga. You can uh, find the yeah. on archive.org if you want to look at the shit we're looking at. I'll drop the link in the show notes, as I always do. Uh, I guess just disclaimer, two things. One, I'm all stuffed up, so if I sound like shit because of that, sorry. And also, I'm recording in the middle of nowhere uh, outside of Santa Fe, New Mexico. <laughs> and to say the least, the technology available uh, on the Wi-Fi front out here is, is not the most cutting-edge shit. So uh, it may be bad. I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. But if it doesn't sound bad, or you like us anyways, rate and review the podcast. And Jay, what are you playing now? Oh, man. So I just finished Astrobot Rescue Mission on the PS4 VR. <laughs> so good. So fun. I'm I'm, I'm glad I don't have to have you say that name to me anymore. (laughs) 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 That name gives me anxiety every time you talk about that game. Astrobot. I can't can't remember it. (laughs) See, you just got to get into it, man. It's so fun. But yeah, I I just finished that up. And oddly enough, I actually got back into playing Elder Scrolls Online. Like, I I got back into this very sweaty Vet Trials Guild. So I had to get my game back up. But yeah, I'm just doing like raids, like 12 person raids. It's pretty fun. So, it, how old? That game's like, that shit came out, like, what, like fucking six years ago or something now? And there's oh, still at a, least. Like an avid at base? least, man, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. I actually got tired of it and, like, took a break from it. And, like, a lot of people, like, we were going strong for a while. Like, I was in this huge guild. Courtney ran the guild. Like, we had, like, 400-plus people. <laughs> like, it was active. It was, like, our social scene for a long time. But, like, everybody kind of <laughs> did all the stuff, did all the content, you know? And so you just, you know, people fell off, but only the hardcore people who are still trying to raid and still do the hardest content are still playing pretty much. But I'm surprised. Yeah, it's still like a premium subscription through Xbox right now. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, dude, that's the. <laughs> I'm already enough of a recluse. I don't leave my apartment very often. To begin with. Like if I if I allowed myself to get into those online things and that like like the only thing that gets me out is like I'll tell myself like motherfucker you got to go out and just like interact with human beings. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'll talk myself into it. Like if I had that available to me where I could I, I could convince myself that I was accomplishing that from my couch, I would never leave the house. <laughs> Uh, uh, it gives me that sense of accomplishment. You know, you got to get together with twelve people. It's a commitment, though, because you got to like, <laughs> you got to like do multiple nights a week to like when you're progressing these hard trials that just come out. It's it's intense, man. It gets like and people have to log back in. I like the same oh, time, man. a different. Oh yeah, multiple nights in a row. How the mm-hmm. how the hell the fuck does that get? Man, that's crazy. Yeah, some of the some of the pods I listen to, they'll talk about. I think that emulate this podcast. They talk about playing the Grand Theft Auto online thing. And oh, yeah. they talk about how, like, yeah, how much work it is, and how they got to all get on there and grind together, and like to pull off these fucking capers and shit. I'm like, I can't imagine like adding that much or like uh, logistics to my game. Video <laughs> game. <laughs> it's a whole new level, Josh. You got to step I, up I, your game. My whole life, man. I don't want to. I don't want to add it to my gaming as well. 
Uh, <laughs> anyhow, well, that's cool. Uh, I, like I said, I own that. I have the, the, the fucking the thing, but I've never, I didn't, I, I tried it. I think maybe I, there was a trial I got when I bought it, and I tried it for like, no joke, dude, like six minutes, and I was like, fuck this. I've never touched it. I had the same reaction when Courtney tried to get me to play it at first. I said, I don't like it. This is not fun. But she said, no, just just keep playing it. And I don't know, know what happened. I kept playing it. And then like the social aspect of it, like getting in the guild and people talking and just like playing it together, just I got hooked. That's what it was. Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm, glad, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I'm such a uh, judgmental prick. And I just let it, let it get that far. <laughs> you didn't get sucked in. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, that's cool. Uh, well, on my on my front, uh, I had a self fulfilling prophecy in that I played the shit out of Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> nice. Uh, before I left, I came up here. I, I came up to New Mexico on how was that Tuesday? I think I drove up. Uh, but up until then, yeah, I was playing the shit out of Darkest Dungeon. Like it's getting harder, and I'm still occasionally like slamming my fist on my couch and yelling and shit, scaring my dog. But uh, I've gotten <laughs> like I've gotten the difficulty mitigated to a manageable place uh and and it's enjoyable now like every now and again i'll have a setback where i'm like Fuck, that's completely unrealistic and it, it pisses me off but it's happening <laughs> seldom enough where i can actually enjoy the game now uh so yeah I'm, i brought my switch with me up here i don't know if i'll ever get a fucking chance to fucking play any games while, while this is going on making this thing but uh yeah if i do that's probably what i would that's probably what i'd fire up if i were to get out the switch uh, nice um, nice and i also yeah uh so that's really all I played, I'd say. I uh, on the like current event shit. I let that the retro collect app that I mentioned last time, uh, yeah. the, the game collecting app. I let it get control of my life a little bit, and uh, <laughs> like the good little addict I am, I I checked out a local retro video game joint. Uh, it was called A and J Games in Culver City, and uh, <laughs> the guy working there he was pretty helpful. Actually, usually there those people are like don't give a shit about anything, but he was uh, pretty fucking helpful. He like I was. I found a Genesis game, Hard Driving, that I liked. Uh, that I've been looking for was on my list of to, to buys. Did you ever play that okay. by chance? Did you, no, did I've heard ever, of it yeah. though. Yeah. yeah, it's like it was a it was an arcade game that was like a real hardcore driving simulation, and they ported it to Genesis. And like, dude, the Genesis hardware was good for its time, but it couldn't keep you know it did not have the hardware capability to run like this really hardcore 3D simulation. And also, like gameplay, I don't know why I enjoy it, but like I I got it home and I've played the shit out of it a bunch of times actually since I brought it home. But uh, it's like slow and clunky and it looks awful, but just something about it is very I don't know it's enjoyable. Uh, anyhow, I was buying that, and he's like, "Oh, dude!" Like he's like, <laughs> comes out from behind the thing, and he's like, "Oh, I can get you a better box. Let me get you another box from one of the other games." I'm like, "No, no, man! Like that's the shitty box they made it with. I'll take that shitty box." He's like, "Well, the instruction book. You want the instruction book?" He's like, "I got a whole box of fucking instruction book and stuff. Like loose and lo- loose instruction book." So he takes <laughs> me over. Like I like hunt down the instruction booklet out of the fucking box and found the instruction book to make a matching set. Like it was just like I don't know, it was like a collector's dream kind of. I guess is my point. Nice. Uh, and that he, like he let me kind of like piece together my little relic you know uh he let me i, was, I got a few nes games too and he let me fucking he got out of Je- an nes and hooked him up uh, <laughs> oh so you get to check uh, it before you buy well, nice well yeah test, yeah i was like i ain't gonna invest in these motherfuckers so i can't try them first dude the amazing thing was and it's it's so incredible it's such a it's, it's funny how ingrained in in human beings who lived through that time and, and were nes gamers uh when that was a thing but like dude he set that fucking grown ass man i mean he's like you know same age as me probably 40 years old almost and he get he gets that nes out dude he took the carts over he walks up to it and dude he didn't even try it first he blew in it 
<laughs> just automatically? <laughs> yeah, automatically, dude. He didn't even like think twice. Like there was no hesitation. Like, that that is the oh, that is the flow chart of how you deal with this this problem set. Like you got to blow it. Nice. Up first. Uh, yeah, I, was, I, I just I just stood there. I was on the other side of the store. I just stood there and I just I don't know, man. I was just like I, I enjoyed watching it so much. I was so entertained. <laughs> to watch, like watch respect. It yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, exactly. So much fucking respect for. Uh, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. I ended up scoring in one. This first time in my life I've ever done this in one game store trip. I I scored games from three different generations, dude. I ended up buying Adventure for Atari Twenty Six Hundred, which is on my list. I didn't have oh. it. Like the very first adventure RPG game ever, pretty much first Easter egg supposedly, as if everyone fucking doesn't already know that that listens to these old games. But uh, <laughs> I got that. I got Akari Warriors, RC Pro Am, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, oh. <laughs> for NES and, and then a uh, hard driver for Genesis. So yeah, I got fucking games across all three uh, well, generations. Like, like, yeah, that's pretty good, dude. 42 bucks, man. Not a bad fucking deal for all that. I yeah. <laughs> for the price of so, yeah, one mid-level game yeah, these you, days. <laughs> yeah, if, if you live near Culver City, stop into AJ Gaines. He's a good dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I uh, think about my 2600 uh, collection and uh, how much of it is like the like reclamation project titles I had as a kid. Like like basically most of these my game lists, like to buy lists, are mm-hmm. games I had when I was little. I'm just trying to like reclaim what I already owned and I sold like an idiot at the time for some reason or, or another. Uh, but without yeah, without tooting my, my own horn too hard, uh, I think I had pretty fucking good taste as a kid. Uh, and there's some 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 pretty fucking good games that I chose to own when I was little, uh, as part of the reclamation project, man. Uh and I was like thinking about that, like why the fuck, like my, you know, I was old enough to read magazines, like you know, Nintendo Power. I could read these magazines and decide what games to buy. And same with Genesis. I was even older for that, so of course. But with twenty six hundred, dude, I was like fucking four or five years old. It's like I'm, I'm like looking at my collection that I had when I was a kid, and it was a dope ass Atari twenty six hundred collection. <laughs> a ton of action games, like River Eight, Keystone Capers, Chopper Command, Pitfall, like all these fucking games are like the best Pitfall, games on the system. So yes. I was thinking, yeah. Dude, so I was thinking about, I was like, how, like I wish, I want to know how my collection got curated. Like, I know my dad didn't give a flying fuck about it, so I'm guessing it was my mom. And she's not mm. around anymore for me to ask about it. I, was like, I would just love to know, like, how the decisions were made for the collection of games I had when I was a kid. Because, was, <laughs> like, so many fucking good games. Uh, and I was just thinking about that a lot when I was out fucking trying to find the last few that I don't have. Like the list is so fucking good. Like the going through that app and seeing the, what the ones that are rare and actually worth some dough. Other than like the really obscure ones, uh, the ones that I have and wanted from my childhood were like the higher end ones. You know, it's pretty cool. I feel like there were probably only like a a few really good ones. So like we all played a bunch of the same like shitty games and then like all the right. good ones. So we went through like, it, yeah, you know, <laughs> the worst ones yeah, and, and like, we're like, so Oh yeah, we remember the good. Right. And so many of them are Activision too. And they, you know, they like, they only, they kind of, I mean, they had a few clunkers, but they only kind of put out good games. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, like I know my mom's game, my, my mom's favorite game was river raid. And we used to sit around and play that together all the time. when I was super little. And like, that's, yeah. Probably my favorite uh, 2600 game now, even as an adult. There's a couple. I like Chopper Command a lot, too. Keystone Capers is cool. Uh, but, you know, I'd like, it probably, 
they did a good job of marketing and that Activision had like a very specific look to the boxes and the carts. So if she liked River Aid, she probably was just like, I'll just keep buying these fucking things. Like that well, That's the thing. Like, that's exactly the thing because you said the you said the same thing that I always said with my little brother Jesse. Like we knew the games by the companies. You knew Activision was great. You knew Acclaim was great. Like you just went for those gaming companies. You you bought a good one. They were dope. I'm gonna go for the next one. They come. I don't out know, with, man. You know? I I don't feel like That's I had I that failed. kind of awareness. Really, I don't. I don't know if I had that kind of awareness. Even when, like, I don't remember having like a like Activision. Yes, because that was like the only third party developer, and they made all the good games. So yes, but again, I think I was too young for that to matter then. But when I started like curating my own collections with NES mm-hmm. and, and Genesis. You know, I don't know if I had like a, I can't think of a, of a developer or a, or, or a, distri- mm. you know, a, a distributor that I was like, I have to have everything they make. Like everything they make is good. I don't know if I felt that way about anything, but interesting. it's interesting. You said that a few times. You were way more observant as a kid than me. I think Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just floating through. Playing just different observations. The minutia. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, that's all my current event shit. Mostly, barely, barely any what I'm playing, but the, the shit I did, it's game related anyway. So, we're, all right, let's get into this fucking magazine. That was from the adventures of Bayou Billy, aka Muscular Crocodile Dundee. Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a very epic music choice to kick us off, Jay. When you sent me the fucking music this week, I was going through and downloading them and every one of them, I was like, damn, that's fire. Damn, that's fire. <laughs> good ass good ass choices this week, bro. Very uh, fun part of the part of the job. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, so that's bringing us into Nintendo Power issue six here. It's the May-June of 89 issue. It uh, is still scored on newsstands for the low, low price of three fifty per. And the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles adorn the cover, uh, albeit seemingly slightly off artwork for them, I would say. Like, it doesn't... We've kind of said that about a few of them. Like, their, their covers are always like... It's not that they're bad. It's just like, it's just a little bit weird relative to the like known canon of our uh, known body of war- artwork for the property you know i don't know they just look a little off compared to what you usually see them drawn like you know um, we'll, we'll just say yes, they're not so exactly professionally drawn at this point <laughs> that's what we're gonna go with <laughs> i would say that's not i mean dude I, I can't fucking do that that's way you know i'm without doubt amateur <laughs> on the drawing level and i could yeah, that's I consider that professional still. It's just different. <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, like more importantly than 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 uh, the artwork or who drew it or what what level of quality it is, were you a turtle kid or were you a little fucking weirdo, Jay? Dude, <laughs> are you kidding me? The turtles were my jam, all of them, every game, all the toys, the movies, hundred percent. Like, how yeah, could you not be? These, Right, yeah, these dudes are my fucking everything, circa 89, 90. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, me and Jab had so, so many of the action figures, man. Uh, we watched the fucking cartoon religiously. Oh, yeah. Like, the trading cards. The um, movies. Both the cartoon. Yeah, movie and the and the cartoons. Played the shit out of the video games. Jab oh, yeah. had the first NES release, the cart, the, the one that in here. Oh. Uh, I, did, I oddly didn't fuck the comic books at all. I didn't even. I don't think I even knew until pretty late in the game that they were, you know, that it was a 
derivative oh. of a comic book property to begin with. Oh, same you know, here. Was, same here. It was all yeah. this stuff first, comic book later. Right. Yeah. I mean, I never, I never got into it, and which is even weirder because I was into comic books. I was very into like Marvel, X Men books were. You know, I was really into those. So it, it's odd to me that I didn't even, I don't know, even 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 when I found out since, like it occurred to me that I've never even bothered to try to read one of them. Like I've seen the cover of the first one just because I actually interviewed Kevin Eastman, uh, the, oh. the co-creators. And so I was for that batteries not included thing. It's there's not a video version of it. There's okay. just an audio record. It was the very first one I did. I interviewed him for like an hour, dude. He was a cool ass dude. Really good interview. Um, nice. But yeah, even like do, doing research for that, I like you know saw some of the covers and shit. So like just like no exposure to it at all, and I find that so odd because I was so into it, and I'm sure I found out at some point, and still just never bothered. It's so weird to me. <laughs> you know? Well, because you had the cartoons, you had the movies, you had like right. every other medium at the point at that time. It's like yeah, why sit down and read when you had everything else? You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this shit's moving. This shit is a moving image around me at all times. I don't need to read. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. so that's probably very much what I thought about that. Yeah. So, yeah, so I guess, you know, all that to say that this shit was the biggest thing in the goddamn universe at this time. Uh, and I, I think they they kind of, uh, I don't know, they they encapsulate that that notion, that fact, simply by not even bothering to spell out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They right, just, like TMNT <laughs> you know. is all you need to put on there, and, that, and that's all you fucking need. You know? And that's that's such just a power move. You know? <laughs> and I'm in exactly. I'm yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's the turtles, and uh, they also give us a huge ten-page feature on Ninja Gaiden, or uh, sorry, on, on on this, and then they also put the second part of the Ninja Gaiden feature that they got rolling in the first, in the last issue. And plus plus Bayou Billy and Cobra Triangle and more hot previews. So, all right, Nintendo, you have my fucking attention. Let's do this. <laughs> uh, the inside cover is, yeah, the the inside cover is an ad for their new one nine hundred number, where you can listen to a two minute recording of new strategies and tips of the week for a dollar fifty charge a dollar fifty charge on your phone bill. Or your parents' phone bill. <laughs> right? Like Captain uh, they, Nintendo? Uh, Come on. Right. And they, they, <sighs> up, they said, it says that they update the recording every Sunday morning. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess they're expecting kids to call in weekly and do this. Um, hmm, do you have any? This got, this, yeah, this got me thinking. Uh, do you have any good childhood 1-900 number stories, Jay? I absolutely do not. I was staying no. far away from those. Yeah, <laughs> why you got yeah. you got something to share? No, oh, dude, no dude. way. Oh, dude, I got a good, I got, I got a fucking great one, man. Uh, oh. so it was actually speaking of, of comic books. It was in they, they were ads in Marvel comic books, and I'll actually I'll drop the the fucking uh, the image. I have the actual image I, I found it on the internet and, and kept it because it's such a good uh, keepsake for me. So yeah. So anyways, so there was this ad. There were these ads in Marvel comic books books that were it was uh, like spider-man it was a picture of spider-man and i think maybe hobgoblin or something and the mm-hmm. idea was that you would call into this 1-900 number of theirs and you would answer these trivia questions and if you got enough of them right you won prizes so like the prize steps were i think there was a pack like a, some trading cards and then maybe a comic book or something and then i think the highest thing was a watch a spider-man Whoa. watch dude so it was like yeah this like plastic band watch red red and uh 
blue with kind of like the spider logos wrapped around it. And then the watch piece itself was this, it was kind of like it was a Spider-Man kind of squatted down like he does, you know, when he's up on something or something. It was mm-hmm. like him squatted down like that. And it was like a, a face that you lifted. Like that was like a plastic piece that you lifted up off the actual part that showed you the time, the watch. So it was like a pretty okay. <laughs> super, I don't know. Yeah, like a kind of borderline offensive looking piece of something to wear on your wrist, but to a kid, coolest thing ever. So right? I wanted to walk <laughs> bad, dude. <laughs> so like I like I remember like calling a couple times and like you kinda like you get the hang of it and you're like, okay, I can do I can like I only need to call one or two more times. Like I I got this, I got this. And then like $150 later. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like, they were like they were like they were all cause the whole call could only only be like four minutes or something i think uh unless actually i think it was when you when you won something it went longer because you had to like give your information for them to mail you the thing you know <laughs> so oh. if you won you actually had to pay more which is even funnier if you think about it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so i called dude i called i don't know how many times i called it was a fucking lot and uh my dad got like a 300 phone bill in the mail uh Whoa. 30 days later yeah and like I don't know, like 170 of it or 150 of it or something was all the spider. <laughs> like, dude, I've never seen my dad so pissed off, dude. He was so fucking angry, man. Like, just abs- he was like, he would just yell, bitch, and like fucking God knows what else, and like probably fucking knock me around a little bit into a wall or something. And then he'd like, go to, oh, fucking room. go to your fucking room. <laughs> just go to your room. And then he would like, he would like, Call me back out there to yell at me again like five minutes later. He was just so pissed off. Uh, yeah, hilarious. Awful at the time. Worst day ever, but uh, hilarious in hindsight. And even <sighs> better. So better. So, like, you know, like I said, they mail you the shit. And, you know, I we actually had a P.O. box. We didn't have a – because the where we were at, on uh, we lived on this rural highway. And, mm-hmm. and people would fucking come around the – the people would fly off the road all the time into our front yard, dude, because it was like this kind of kind of hard what? turn, and it, it was it was a fifty five mile mile an hour thing, and I don't know for some reason, dude, it happened all the time, and our mailbox used to get clobbered all the time, so he just stopped <laughs> put he just stopped putting a new one back up and got a PO box. So what that oh, means okay. is I can't get the mail. Like our stepmom had to go and get the mail. She would get the mail during the day, so they would get the mail before I could get to the mail. So when the, when the watch came <laughs> oh. in the mail, we had to like relive the thing because I got the watch now that showed up. That was like my, ex- that was my explanation of why this happened in the first place. It was, just, it was, a, it was a great thing so, dude, yeah, to this day. If me and Jab can fucking talk with some of my friends too. We could talk about calling one hundred Spider-Man. Just waves of <laughs> Was it worth it to get the watch? Though? Was <laughs> like, it worth it? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah, question. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. I don't this watch that I don't have anyway. That watch probably costs no joke, dude. I bet if I had to guess, knowing now, grow man, knowing me, some some vague idea of what manufacturing costs might be, maybe I don't know, a dollar seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> like not even not even enough to pay, not even enough to cover the first minute of the one nine hundred number. <laughs> Oh man, that's great. That's great. Uh, <laughs> so that's my best one nine hundred. My only one nine hundred. It's not like I did that with a bunch of shit. That was the only time I ever did it. But <laughs> it was a good one. It was a, it was a doozy. <laughs> so yeah. the paired with that, they give you the the welcome letter, which is much of the usual hyperbolic propaganda bullshit that they put in there. But uh, they did catch my attention with mention of their Father's Day gift guide, and uh, yeah. <laughs> they have a little line in here that's. 
if you're stuck for a better idea than soap on a rope for Father's Day, and that is exactly what I'm ever getting my dad. I tell a story about what I got him for Father's Day, so uh, that's funny. But <laughs> yeah, I used to actually, like, I seen my dad's soap on a rope fucking gift sets, dude. Brute soap on a rope gift oh, yeah. boxes, to be exact. Uh, he did use brute shit, like aftershave or something, so it wasn't totally left field, but like I remember the fucking soap on a rope thing would hang in the shower for just years on years. <laughs> just hang there in the shower. Just like slowly like the water dripping off the faucet would be the only thing making it like get, <laughs> get it you know, smaller. Like, yeah, wear, wear, wear away. Uh, yeah, man. You, you a big brute man, Caroline guy, Jay? <laughs> that is hilarious. I, you know I know for a fact I got my dad that. <laughs> no for a fact. Do you know what brute is? Do you know what brute is? Oh, absolutely, dude. I've, yeah. I might have got my dad the exact same brute soap on the rope as well. Because, like, yeah, because I remember that being a thing. It was like, oh, fancy soap on the rope. I'm like, I don't know why. I'm a kid, but sure. Yeah, let's let's get that that, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, of course. Well, you know, uh, you know, that's good. Uh, okay, so yeah, uh, they uh, give us the table of contents, uh, which looks great, but who gives a shit? And the mailbox is the first thing up. Uh, let's see what the little fuckers wrote this time. Oh, man. <laughs> did anything step out to you? Oh, man. I want to make some of this Mike Tyson's punch. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid, ginger like, ale, strawberries. Let's roll. I was like, this Mike Tyson's, this, this Mike Tyson's punch out the fucking punch sounds bomb, man. It's like a, it's like a, it's eight, it's, eight, it's pretty much a walking, talking diabetes case uh, drinking this, but uh, <laughs> yeah, strawberries are delicious. Ginger ale and a box of a box of strawberry, a not a strawberry or a couple of strawberries, a whole box of strawberries. Uh, I like how they they like to they, they close things out with chill at least thirty minutes before serving. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know, like like you know, I don't know, I don't know how many times I remember as a kid like just drinking the syrupy ass room temperature Kool Aid you made because you didn't want to wait for it to get cold. You know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that's what it made me think of like you know like, yeah i think if you make that you're probably never getting you're just gonna mainline all that sugar you're not gonna wait for it to get cold man <laughs> uh, oh, uh, but yeah that was kind of the only one that really did anything for me out of the letters unfortunately sometimes they're really good but not a ton of not a ton of heat this month yeah i mean except for andrew martin's rap i mean it which wouldn't have been funny except for his picture down below then I started cracking. Up. I'm <laughs> right. like, okay, Andrew. Yeah, right. Andrew Lee. Yeah. He doesn't like the kind of man had that mind to write it in with a rap. But man, you know, the thing is, though, that's a school picture, dude. School pictures know, are not right? representative of the <laughs> child that they are taking. The, <sighs> the parents know what's happening. Clothes, they never fucking bother to get out of the dresser otherwise. The teachers are there making them, like, take the best picture. Like, that's not that kid. <laughs> you know right. I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good that, point. Good point. That's the they they included his picture after that rap. It's not as good. We had there was one. I think it was one of the first Nintendo Fun Club uh, issues had a rap in it. That Jab actually did the rap. It was pretty good. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but oh, I thought that I, I I thought that one was better than than this one uh, as far as the actual lyrics go. Nice try though. I mean, he's young. Yeah. He's got time to to grow lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they get right into it from there. They get we. 
get our uh, 10 page turtle tacular up first. They spin the first three stages in breakdown mode, uh, going through the yin and the yang of each turtle and spinning a page on the foot clan breakdown, all the different enemies and shit. And the first thing that popped out to me was by utilizing the latest in scientific weaponry, Shredder has the evil Foot Clan on the verge of total wor- world domination. And that is a it seems a little hyperbolic, I think. I mean, that was a very extreme way to put it. The latest in scientific weaponry. <laughs> Blades, man. Blades. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they uh, the artwork is again kind of just it's interesting it's like it's, i actually like it it's good you know but it's, again it's just kind of wonky like splinter look how wonky splinter looks you know it's kind of fun i don't know it's kind of like a free form like i don't know i'm good with it i dig it yeah, no, yeah. yeah i'm totally fine with it it's just i don't know to me the thing i was thinking like i don't know like if, if this were to happen like i feel like this would never happen in today's marketing centric media landscape like all the artwork would have been supplied by approved artists and they would have like been all over all on top of nintendo like using things that represented the brand and represented the fucking thing that was being sold oh yeah much more closely like that does not look like leonardo today. like you better fix leonardo you know well, they would like i said i don't think it would ever even gotten into nintendo's hands like the whoever the um, <laughs> the name of that studio uh, well playmates i think was the toy company but i don't know who whatever yeah i i think whoever was behind the the the, the ip would have been much more protective about it than letting you know nintendo's artists just take a whack at it <laughs> you know what i mean yeah uh, yeah uh, so yeah it's, yeah and it's clearly i actually went through like i was like i was looking at it at first like i don't know for sure like i said i didn't read the comics so the first thing i did was i started looking up kevin eastman and peter laird's work on the comics to kind of compare them uh, and then also, I was looking at the animation, the the animated series, and kind of seeing if that matched up. And um, yeah, I mean, it, none of it really lines up uh, style wise. So I think it's absolutely internal Nintendo stuff. Which yeah, is I mean, like, I look at like Nintendo. Like, yeah, there's. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I feel like theirs is much more just kid friendly and freeform, you know. I but I feel like yeah. that's the theme throughout all of these magazines. But I I like it. I just yeah, I mean. Even for the companies, it's still free advertising or, or maybe paid advertising, I'm assuming, in a background. But, yeah. They probably, they probably paid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Partnerships. I don't know. But, like, look at look at the foot soldier, though. Like, that red foot soldier. Like, that's not even that's weird, before. though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's – he's a little extreme. But, I don't know. Yeah, they don't give us Whatever. But, I mean, in the so, cartoon, uh, it does – I mean, the, the game itself, the foot soldier looks odd. So, yeah. Yeah, well, there's a lot. actually that's been talked about a lot. The like, you know, that fireman guy is not in any of the fucking cartoons or at anything. all. You know, like, some, yeah, I mean, like the yeah, like you know, some of the a lot of the enemies in that game, kind of like the chainsaw guy, like none of that shit is in it is is canon, you know, for for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as most people know it. So yeah, yeah, I think I don't know the I almost want to say that like maybe they had like there was a build of a game already in progress by the developer and they were kind of like, they got the, the turtle IP thing and they're like, you know what? That thing we were cooking, well, let's just turn that into a turtles game. And they already had these dudes mm. built. <laughs> like, fuck it, keep them. <laughs> uh, again, because there's not enough, like, you know, the IP is not really strong arming them on, on keeping it like exactly to whatever the IP suggests everything should look like. You know what I mean? So, yeah, maybe we should do some research into TMNT. Hmm. I did. I did. Hmm. Some, oh, you mean the actual? Yeah. yeah. 
I think perhaps we'll talk talk about that later today. It's very, very possible, is it not? <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I was actually uh, on a, uh, doing research outside of playing the game. I did some poking around, looking at Eastman and Laird's artwork for the comic, and like I said, I haven't seen any of it really. And it's dude, it's have you looked at any of that shit? Did you did you pull up any of the comics? I did not do the comics now. It's so fucking dark and awesome. Like I, I'm sad that I didn't because I, you know, I it would have been something I think I would have been really into. Um, I, I it's kind of like I, I kind of put it on my to do to at least like find some time to just at least read the first one or two and, and take a look because yeah, the artwork is it. I don't know. It's just really nothing good. like. Yeah, it's real. Well, it's great, but it's also it's just like very dark and grungy, and you know, not mm. what you think of. Kind of like loving Ninja Turtles that the animated series and the movies made them out to be like it was much more adult oriented I think you know there and you know I mean all the interview like this I interviewed it myself like that's that's very much what you know they did not they were not making a kid's toy line when they were sorting that kind of <laughs> right. like their their influences were very much like darker grittier graphic novels and stuff not you know lighthearted fucking cartoony stuff so yeah, I read no, about it's, them it's, on the or watched them on that toys that made us, and they were kind of saying the same thing. Yeah, about the comics sure, just being sure. yeah, yeah. I watched that one too. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. Very well done. Uh, that show is. Uh, yeah, I know, it's just kind of thinking about too. Like it's it's kind of mind blowing how original of a thought it was. Just like the the characters, like the t- turtles, ninjas, the like all the foot right. clan, like all that shit. So, I unlike anything else. You know, it seems kind of random. I, I remember at the time being like, "All right, what do we? What else do we throw together?" You know, like it just seems like they just picked four <laughs> words. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's very well. That's you know, if you if you if you said you watched that, I'm sure you saw the thing. They you know they kind of when they were like just kind of spitballing and they're like throwing the idea together initially. They were just kind of like joking and jamming things together, and uh, <laughs> yeah, which is cool. That's you know the fucking that's what creativity is supposed to be. That was cool, or it is cool. Um, then they go on to do one page on the first two levels, including that biatch of a damn level where you have to disarm the bombs and like. Oh my gosh! Uh, so difficult, man. I spent. It took me. I I didn't even understand how it worked. But we've talked about that already. Like, there's just so much about. Yeah, uh, that <sighs> level that sucks. The seaweed is impossible. Like, just whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Then they, get, they they go to four pages of, of level three and how to save the kidnapped shredder, which uh, I never even fucking came close to doing as a child. <laughs> Not like, at all. Do you remember like yeah, how far were you able to get in this game? Look, I, I don't remember because I'm looking back at this and I remember being in area three because this bird eye view, bird's eye view would have been very helpful had I been a subscriber back when I was nine years the old. Map, which I was not. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah the map is cool. But like, I don't think I got further than there at all because i also didn't own the game so i either played it over my cousin's house or rented it so yeah my right. journey did not yeah, end this is one you definitely <laughs> got yeah 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 you gotta put some serious time in this to get anywhere yeah dude I, like i don't think i ever got like three you go because in three yes you go into these buildings come out you gotta work your way around yeah i don't think i ever got through this area like the whatever the flow chart is of going from building to building. I don't think I ever figured it out or got through as a kid. Yeah. So very, very tough game. And then some, but, um, it's definitely something. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's definitely something I feel like I would like to see the end of before I'm dead. So yeah, it makes me want to perhaps consider playing it. Uh, and, and also, you know, with safe States, which is certainly how I'd play it, even though I bought the cart, it could be the first time where I would play, although I couldn't do it because I'm fucking here. I didn't bring my NES with me. That would have been a very ah, cumbersome travel item. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> 
uh, it's funny that I have the card and I can't now. But yeah, I don't honestly. I wouldn't anyways if I was home because it, it's, it's fucking so hard. Like I'd want to kill myself. That you know, I'd never get through it if I couldn't do safe states. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try the safe state thing then because I I don't do that at all. So I'm gonna have to try if that. If we end up playing this game, I you, you fucking better. Are you one <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's it's I don't think it would, honestly I don't think this game would be fun without it. Like trying to play it straight, I, it's got to be. It's just too much. I don't know. Adults don't have enough to, that much time, dude. That's true. That <laughs> is true. Yeah, kids, yeah, kids and shit. There's no way, dude. No way. It's not realistic. <laughs> so the next thing is the 88 Nintendo Power Award results uh, are in, and we get four pages covering those up next. And Jeb and I went through and placed our votes while rifling through issue five, and I caught Jay before he got uh, before you got your prep uh, in for this episode <laughs> and got into the magazine itself. So you were able to do your predictions before you started reading, so it's cool. So we'll compare all those results here, which I think is, is a fun little game. So. Yeah. Uh, the first category is best graphics and sound, and Jab and I both went Simon's Quest in this category. What did what did you? Dude, I went Double what Dragon from the nominees. I was thinking double full dragon. on Double Dragon. Yeah, Double Dragon was my jam, man. I, it's one of those games that I kind of like Mega Man for me, where I still remember the music and stuff to the day, to this day. Oh shit! Oh, shit. Okay, clearly yeah, uh, I was wrong, but so, right. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's use of detailed foreboding backgrounds, such as the mansions and graveyards, uh, and eerie music combined to create a sense of mystery during the day and the haunting suspense and danger of the night. And that is very well put, Nestor. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, so it was Simon's Quest here, which, uh, like I said, Jab and I very much agreed with. I get that. Uh, there's nothing wrong, with, nothing wrong with Double Dragon, though, Jay. That's okay. It's okay. So, uh, so what I got? I'm one for one. You're 0 for one here. Let's try to let's try to tally them as we go. Uh, yeah, I guess right. Jab's one for one too. <laughs> all right so the next category is best challenge uh jab and i went uh legend of zelda or sorry jab went legend of zelda i said bionic commando what did you what were you thinking for best challenge? i i also went legend of zelda easy okay okay so point jab and jay it was legend of zelda nice. nestor factors in the second quest and it's like nathan though and i don't know if i'm on board with that being admissible evidence the, the second quest i don't feel like like i feel like that's bonus content and should not be part of the judgment <laughs> uh anyhow so so what jabs two for two i'm one for two you're one for two now yeah so next category is best theme and fun and jab went mario 2 i said simon's quest what about you full-on super mario brothers 2 okay well jab is fucking three for three so far it is mario (laughs) 2 so you're two for three i'm one for three and uh i wouldn't even like begin to argue that Mario two is not imaginative. I just like the dark themes of Simon quest more, you know, just, mm. I'm just talking about. Okay. You know, I thought it was, I could, I could see that compelling to me. I could see that. So the next category is best play control. Jab and I both went Mario two here. What about you? Best play control. I did not. I chose Castlevania. Castlevania. Nope. Yeah, it's Mario two. Whips. Jab is fucking four for four. <laughs> unbelievable. So, yeah, unbelievable. A little prick. Uh, so, so I think I'm, I'm two for four now. And you're, so we're both two for four. He's four yep. for four. Uh, I think so. Yeah, great. I mean, yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> cheater. It's very. I don't. That was fucking do it. I doubt it, man. He, I, him doing extra legwork. I highly doubt it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that I means Mario two's controls are. Tightest shit, you know. So yeah, dude. Yeah, Castlevania, really? Castlevania. All the Castlevania games have that shit with the stairs, like the stairs. Yeah. Going up. 
It's fucking. I don't know. It sucks. It was unique to me. I don't know. I, I kind of like that. I th- it was different. Okay. Word. Uh, so the next thing is best character, and Jab and I both went with Simon Belmont here, appreciating his complexity. <laughs> mm. What about you, Jay? Look at you, intellectuals. I went Link. Yeah, uh, they gave it to Link, which I consider to be fucking highway robbery. But Link never even—he never even talks, dude. Link never even talks. He has no character, none. Have you ever had the Link cereal, though? It was delicious. I mean, he's a likable guy. He's green. He looks like an elf. How can you not like him? He's the best character. Come on. That's not, that's not a good character. That's, for that's, that's boring. <laughs> you're entitled to that. You're entitled to that. Uh, so what? So they gave it to Link. So what, you're, what, three of five? Jeb, Jeb, yeah, Jab at his first miss. I'm two of five, I think. Uh, so the next one is best ending. By- yeah, slipping off. Uh, best ending. Bionic Commando got both Jab and I's vote for best ending. What about you? Ooh, I got Super Mario 2, and that's only because I didn't recall finishing the other games that were up. So, by default. By, by default. By default. That's that's see, that's 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 my problem with the dem- with the uh, democratic system. Right? Like you need like I don't, someone doesn't have sufficient information. It's not, not fully versed in all the possible options. I don't think you should be voting. <laughs> mm, that's a limiting belief, Josh. We need to discuss this. <laughs> we we could yeah, we could have a very uh, that's, but that's, yeah, it's, that, that's that's how we up, that's how we ended up where we're at right now. Jay. If people didn't, <laughs> didn't know what the fuck they were doing, signed it up for some shit. And oh man, turns out. true story. <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, all right. So Jab fell off. Yeah, he's down. He's lost the last two. So now he's what four of six. You're four of six as well, or five, four of four, six, right? Yeah, four of six. Six. So I uh, am two of six, mm. which is not good. And, and <laughs> uh, best head-to-head, Jab and I both were 100% on the Blades of Steel train. What about you? Oh, man, I was torn. I was torn between Blades of Steel because I used to play with my cousin, but I chose Double Dribble. <laughs> Steel. Jab and I, we we did a Blades of Steel ep, so that mm. that was highly influential in our choice. But it was Blades of Steel indeed. So uh, I finally get another bump. So I'm three of seven. Jab's five of seven. You're four, four of seven. seven. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I also uh, recommend going back and listening. Speaking of, of great stories uh, that you haven't heard yet, Jay, I, I recommend going back and listening to the Blades of Steel uh, story from my childhood. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force it onto our our uh, handful of listeners uh, again, but it's a great great childhood story. <laughs> All right. I'll take buddy, I'll, the teaser I would give you is my buddy throwing his Nintendo controller through his bedroom window. Because I beat him in Blades of Steel. I didn't, actually, not even because I beat him in Blades of Steel. I beat him in a fight in Blades of Steel. Not even the game <laughs> that we were playing. Nice. Him in a fight. And he got so angry, he threw his controller through his window. And then his dad beat the shit out of him. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Great uh, hey, those anyhow, fights are brutal. Uh, they, they, dude, that's, it's They're a highly happy. competitive game. That's why it's a, very, it's a great head-to-head game. Because it, it gets you invested emotionally. That's That's... Good, you know. So the next category is best overall. Jab said Legend of Zelda. I went Mike Tyson's Punch Out. What about you? I went The Adventure of Link. Fuck you, Jay. So Jab and I were both wrong. So Jab drops to what, five of eight? You're up to five of eight, and I'm at three of eight. Yeah. 
and I would I would argue to the death about Mike Tyson's punch. I'll be in the best out of them. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, our, our our prediction results: Jab was five of eight. I was three of eight, and you you were five five of eight. eight as well. Yeah, so you and Jab tied. I don't know. It's typical. My interests and tastes rarely align with the masses because I. Am the least <laughs> Uh, no surprise. Uh, so that is the Nintendo Power Awards. I look forward to next year's so we can do that again because I think that's fun. That's a fun little segment there. Yes, sir. So uh, we get a six dinger on Bayou Billy uh, up next. And uh, that's a game that's definitely not winning any 89 Nestor Awards. <laughs> no. Whoa, dude. Definitely not. Uh, this is a game I had as a kid. You did? It's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I, I told you that story earlier about my reclamation project. Oh, how, like, man. Most of, most of the games I had as a kid, I am trying to get again and reclaim. And this is a game that I had as a kid that I have no interest in reclaiming. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that tells you how, how I feel. Yeah. it. I mean, it just looks like with the art, I just can't tell what's happening. I'm like, come on now. Like, is it is it really Crocodile Dundee? And we're just like going on an adventure. Like he's swinging on monkey tails. Like I don't know, man. I'm not into it. <laughs> it is a uh, monkey tails. We're just swinging, swinging on a monkey. <laughs> oh, later on, page twenty four. It just looks like it. <laughs> it's like it's, it's yeah, it's the exact same. Yeah, that's weird actually. It's the exact same art in a different thing. They just reused it, recycled it. I was actually just gonna say I liked the art. I think the art is interesting and well done. But I recycling things in the same six pages. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh god put a little put a little effort into it you know well i'll give them credit for using that art though versus the art on the actual game cover like on that cover it's like they use a muscular dude and then like stuck like a hillbilly's head on it like i don't know like you know what i'm talking (laughs) like it just it doesn't fit but like the guy in the in the nintendo mag looks way cooler yeah yeah it looks more like he would be in the bayou doing what yeah. this guy has to do for sure and, and also more like the sprite of the game i would say too yeah yeah so i i haven't played it in a long time so i just like fuck it maybe maybe as an adult i'll appreciate it more there's something about it i'll dig so yeah the title screen has a pretty cool effect going on with the title treatment it's like kind of coming into focus you know it's like a wavy deal when it first comes up and then there's a really hot voice sample of the adventures of bayou billy before and also really hot cutscene i think before the first level starts uh, okay. But the second you start playing the game, <laughs> like, oh. the fighting absolutely sucks. It's just terrible, man. I oh, died no. on like the fifth run on the first level. Like five guys into the, the first level, I was dead, gone. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I don't know. I basically hated every second of the battle leading up to that, too. So, fucking, I don't know. I just wasn't. I turned off. <laughs> and, yeah, my, my childhood wow. of it is, was spot on, you know. All right, maybe I will not be checking that game out then. Easy. <laughs> I mean, it looks like it could be like. I mean, it looks like it could be Double Dragon type controls. That's why I'm like, eh, well, it's but it's in the Bayou. Like, it's not really my jam. It is. I don't know. It is. You, it, you could you could definitely compare it to gameplay wise. The, well, the fighting, but that's, that's the weird thing about it is that there's like three different games in one, and whenever. You know, nine times out of ten, when they do that, try to jam multiple games into one cartridge, you get they're all shitty instead of you know, yeah, if they'd have just focused on one thing, maybe it could have been a little better. But yeah, the, so the fighting is very 
this uh, I don't know whatever. But there's also the the light gun shooting segments, and that's you know the idea of that is at least cool. And there's also the driving segments. So there's like some nice variants to the gameplay, but none of oh, them wow. really are tight enough to enjoy. I think, in my opinion, you know. Got it. They tried to do a lot. It didn't come together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. The classic yep. conundrum. Yeah. So the next one is a four banger for Cobra Triangle, and I'd heard of this name before, but never bothered to accumulate uh, any data beyond that. <laughs> like it sounds like it would just be a military shooter or some shit, you know, which is a very saturated market and usually a turnoff for me. Just some kind of like flying. Like I, I thought, like kind of Akari Warriors esque, you know, or Commando or something. Where you're right. Running, running, running through the forest is kind of what I anticipated, assumed it was based on the title. Uh, but that's not what it is at all. Not actually. at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The feature is depicting a water racing game with some like battle and obstacle elements, and that's considerably more interesting to me than the assumed genre for sure. Uh, did you? Do you have any? Did you have any idea what this was before you opened these pages? Not at all. I was thinking the same thing. I thought this was going to be like I actually thought it was going to be some jungle thing, like Cobra Triangle right. was going to be like Commando type of thing. Like not at all. Yeah. But this. I don't even ever recall seeing this. You know, when you can recall seeing the artwork, and you're like, yeah, I've seen that game, clearly, even though I've never played it. This doesn't even look familiar. Yeah, I would play yeah. it, though, but I've never seen this before. Uh, like, It looks like you're jumping and skipping like you would like a normal Hydro Racer game, like Hydro Thunder or something. Sure, yeah. yeah. I yeah, I fired it up uh, and tinkered with it, and uh, it's also got a cool-ass title screen, and that actually made it into some of our social shit, like a really cool like dragon-type deal. And... Okay. Uh, I'm always actually, I'm a little partial to water racing games over other kinds of racing games. Typically like wave race on the game boy. Did you by chance? Yeah, of course I had. Yeah, I had that game. That was a really fucking fun racing game. Yes, it was. And and so, yeah, so so I'm a little bit partial to, to racing in the water to begin with more so than I would be. And in this case, I mean like the controls and the physics are phenomenal. I think the controls are great. And at the end of the, like I got all the way to the end of the first level, like if I finished the, 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 the what I you know end of level whatever and then like a little propeller comes up out of the boat and then flies you away to another river, <laughs> nice. which is a pretty dope speedboat feature that I've never seen before. Uh, so yeah, man, I, I think I, it it was I enjoyed the shit out of the, the one level I played, and I think there absolutely might be something here that uh, you know it's already kind of in level format, so that kind of lends itself to a game episode type deal, you know. So mm. I think between enjoying playing it and just the type of game it is, I think it could make very uh, for a decent game episode. So perhaps okay. we'll talk about that later, Jay. Okay, okay. And then next up, we get a six-page feature on Life Force with some really slick-ass stage maps for stage one through six on a fold-out poster at the end of it, which is the posters are always awesome in this magazine. They do a great job with those. And I also, I love the fucking key art of this feature, too. Right? Yeah, the snake, and then it has all six of the bosses, like, the you know, the... The bosses, this and Contra, they're kind of, you know, they're very closely aligned. And uh, the, the bosses are very much Konami's strong suit, you know, like making these really big boss sprites that have really cool original look to them. And they all kind of operate in their own, you know, they have their own thing going on mechanic-wise. Uh, they did a really good job with this game for sure. Heck yeah. You know you know what I love the best, though? <laughs> the, the first line uh, that they have right here, like the very first words on this page 
this game is more challenging than we indicated in our review a few issues ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like a, uh, retraction? They're trying to do a retraction in Nintendo Power? <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Like, all right, guys. Uh, yeah, this, this shit is hard. So here's some, here's some detailed maps. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, it is a hard game, dude. I, I, uh, I did. I, it was recent enough that I fucked with it for another because this game's this this has been in a few episodes or a few issues now. So I fired it up a while back and like I hadn't played it in a while. And I actually had the card of this too. This one I've reclaimed. Uh, this was my uncle's and when I took the NES from his house a few months ago, uh, I brought this with me. So I have this at home in card form and I've fucked with it a few times. And it's, yeah, dude, it's, it is not even with you know you, this the thirty life code works in this too. So you can kind of pad your your comfort level yes. with that a great deal. Even with that, it's not easy at all. This this is a good co-op game too, dude. We can fire this up on the. Oh. Uh, I forget what it's called now already. The what's the, the thing we downloaded? The I'm like, what's it? Starts with a P. Parsec. <laughs> parsec. parsec. Yes. Yeah, that, this is a game you should absolutely fucking parsec on because this game's a blast. For sure. Dude, um, when I first saw this, I I didn't remember yeah, playing game. this, but then I flipped through here and. I remembered like the cell stage two boss. So I absolutely played this game. This game was super fun as a kid. Dude, this game was everywhere. Yeah. I mean, this is like, it, like it's not quite as saturated as Contra was. Like everyone had Contra, right. but this game, yeah, this game, a lot of, this was in a lot of kids' bedrooms. That is the Ninja Gaiden prologue theme, epically bringing us into Act 2 of Nintendo Power Issue 6 here. And the flip side of the Life Force map, Fallout kicks off uh, Act 2, and it is a Mega Man 2 poster. And this is a fucking cool poster, dude. <laughs> uh, it, has the, it has the castle we priced out in the last episode <laughs> in the background. Yeah. And army of boss bots, including the Dozer robot, and then Dr. Wily in the foreground. And important thing I noticed, half of the sole of Dr. Wily's right shoe is just hanging off all floppy-like, and you can see his toes. So Dr. Right? Wily can afford, a, <laughs> yeah, he can afford a castle and a diabolical army of robots, but not a little bit of shoe repair. You know, that's <laughs> he ain't got time for that, man. He's building robots. Interesting Interesting allocation resources. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is a it's phenomenal illustration. It's really, really well done. And yeah, that, that leads awesome. into the, yeah, that leads into the, leads into the previous section, which starts with four pages on other, none other than Mega Man 2. And there's lots of original artwork here, including a pretty cool hypothetical of Wiley's little workshop, you know, complete with an NES on the ground. Yeah. On the bottom left of that first tool. And there are screenshot maps of segments of most of the levels leading up to a glowing power meter rating at the end. They give it 5 out of 5 for graphics and sound, 4.5 for play control, challenge, theme, and fun, uh, all three of those. And that sounds pretty right to me, man. Um, maybe even a little light on the theme and fun, in my opinion, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, but like, can we talk about this power meter? Like, I love these things. Like, as a kid, I went by this. This was like the yeah. truth. Yeah. Meant a lot to you? It's... You know, it's it's God, we've talked about it a little bit with like the game phone kind of <laughs> adding that third party uh, unbiased supposedly opinion. You know, so it's it's hard. Like, there's a part, a big part of me that wants to not at all 
put any stock in this because it's proprietary shit. And like you would think that they would inflate all their things to, you know, help sales. But later on, there's some that they kind of trash on. So maybe, I, I don't know, maybe that, maybe they have more editorial integrity than, than I'm giving them credit for. <laughs> yeah, I think so, man. Like later uh, on, it definitely it, seems like there's a full on rating system. Like you get more, more pages, the better ratings you get, you know? I think I figured it out. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, you start collecting the data, Jay. Should, That's why I do. Show me an infographic, man. Yeah, I don't get that software data. Uh, uh, so yeah, we won't spend too much time on this. We just played this for a whole fucking episode last time. So the next thing is three pages on Fazanadu. Uh, Faxanadu. Fax. I don't think I've ever known how to say this right. Faxanadu. I think it's Fazanadu actually. Uh, is the the Fazanadu uh, pronunciation right? And it isn't hitting until November, but I actually have the card. This is another one that my uncle had, and it was a hand-me-down now. I now have it. And they – I've never really been able to get into it on my own. Like I, I – you know, it's got a lot of RPG things going on in it, and that usually is just turnkey for me. I love that. But the mm-hmm. actual side-scrolling part of it, like it's – I think it's awful. The controls hmm. are awful. Yeah, I absolutely fucking hate it. Um, so yeah, I just never been able to get into it. Uh, I, I I vaguely have a memory of him playing it when I was little, and like me, like we were passing the controller back a little bit, I think, and then like I think I fell asleep, and he just kept going, <laughs> hmm. and ended up like I remember waking up and him finishing it, you know. So I have like a pretty cool like childhood memory of this game, but even with that nostalgia thing going on, like I just can't get into it as an adult. So I don't know, it's kind of a bummer, but. This one does Anyhow, not look they, good to me at all, man. <laughs> I was I'm just scrolling no. past that one. Yeah. Yeah. Hard yeah, well, yeah, you don't you don't have you don't you don't have the RPG thing going on to you know, like to, to draw you into something like to begin with. And like I said, yeah, the, the graphics and, and the action portion of it are you know, they leave much to be desired. So yeah. I, mean, I can see how this would not be an appealing book to you. They still give it that all that said, this you know, is contradictory to what I just we just talked about, but they still give it a four out of five on the graphics and sound on here, and then a three point five out of play control, which could should probably be lower in my opinion, and hmm. four for both challenge and the fun. So like, yeah, I feel like that is not accurate. Uh, maybe that's some uh, marketing right there. Maybe that's maybe that's where your your thoughts come in, you know, about the rating yeah. system. Yep, they. Uh... They do give you a little breakdown at the end, though. I always love those. Uh, it's like just a few. It's kind of shitty art, to be honest with you. But just in general, I love breakdowns for RPG action adventure games. They're always fun. Just seeing all the little armor and weapons and shit is always appealing to me. Yeah. So they at least give you that here, even though the game itself is not all that stupendous. And the next thing is a twofer on Sunsoft's Fester Quest, which also does not hit till later in the year, September. Uh, I like the written the, the artwork here like the, the first page of it like the written theme song being oh, part yeah. of the, the, the artwork is, is a really cool idea because it is such like an iconic source material you know yeah the sheet music uh, i mean of course but i mean more importantly did you play uncle fester i mean this game was like was my jam yeah i i actually ha- i had it and like as a kid i didn't because this game has gotten a lot of shit and like the you know, post the postmodern game retro gaming landscape. This game gets a lot of shit, and uh, it's because like it was it's tough, ridiculously hard. 
yeah, you basically start back at the beginning of the game every time you die, and that is a really fucked up <laughs> thing to do to a player, I think. Uh, there's no way around that. So that's that's a tough thing. I think that has a lot to do with it. But, um, yeah, there's a lot going on, in my opinion. You know, the, it's, again, it's, it's got the Blaster Master, Sunsoft, you know, boss thing going on where I was just saying I liked it for Life, Life Force. I, of course, like it for this, too. Mm-hmm. You get the whole black screen, and it's just nothing but you going mono-mono with the boss, like a really oversized sprite. Oh, uh, yeah. They all look really badass and have high detail and shit, so... That's cool. There were like some, you know, some nice variants with the weapons and shit. But uh, and they also, yeah, I had completely forgotten about it until I looked at this. But the, the they have the 3D element too, where you go into some of the buildings in there, you mm-hmm. get kind of that 3D first perspective thing. And that, I mean, is it was unique at the time, you know, the, at least for me, for sure. Yeah, very, yeah, very progressive to even try that on the NES 3D, anything, even if it's pseudo 3D. And uh, you know, it's not not fucking incredible by any length. It's not mind blowing the visuals of it, but just the idea of trying to is yeah. Uh, uh, worth, I think, some commendation. You know, it's fucking, uh, yeah, they could have that. That's pushing envelopes or pushing the envelope a little bit, and, and that's worth, oh, yeah. uh, worth something, I guess. And they give it uh, in in response to all that uh, all that uh, progressive uh, developing that they did. They get four point five graphics on or four point five on graphics and sound, four on play control, four on challenge, and. 4.5 on theme and fun so those are i mean it's pretty glowing fucking reviews you know that's that's i think it's that, worth it that's i mean i'm not saying i beat it but aggregate yeah i mean it was yeah <laughs> it was definitely, definitely legit not, i definitely did not beat it it has it has a really cool the opening title sequence is really fucking cool on this too the opening cutscene. i don't know if you remember oh, it or not, i don't remember it now i'm gonna have to go it's play. really good it's like the it, they, they got some pictures some screenshots of it it's uh so he's sitting at the bottom left there where he's sitting in the Oh yeah, that what that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The UFO comes down, and his glasses flip up, and he kind of like freaks out a little bit. Uh, and then the music rips in. And it's pretty cool, little ditty. That's right. So yeah, they they put some time in that. It's not you know Sunsoft's a great developer, so it's not surprising. You know they did Batman and Blaster Master and shit. So that's like a it's not a bullshit developer by any length. But you know I don't know. I think I think if it weren't for the source material. This game, I, I'm almost certain my mom bought this game for me because of the source. I am not an Adams Family kid by any length. I'm pretty sure she liked that as a kid, and that's why she bought it out of the aisle. <laughs> you Makes <know>? sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is Fester's Quest. We get uh, after that two pages on Victor Tokai's Clash at Demon Head, and that is not out till after Christmas. My uncle also had this, which is it's like a fucking, interesting. Uh, yeah, an issue on my uncle's fucking NES collection. <laughs> uh, but it's it's like a really weird... It's another one that he had that I like, I fiddled with some but just didn't really get into. It's, uh, it's a, like a weird action-adventure ditty. With, it also has some very, very light RPG shit, if I recall correctly. Um, they have a map. I like maps. Those are always good, so I know where the fuck I'm <laughs> at in the game. But other than that, like, yeah, I didn't... There's just... It's kind of very stock and nothing unique about the gameplay itself, you know? Yeah, it seems uh, like there's the, a lot the of stuff going on. It... <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, with, I mean, the map and stuff, and yeah, like the... It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of mangy. It's a little, I mean, as the artwork kind of insinuates, it's like a, you know, almost like a comic booky type thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. So, uh, yeah, they give it a 3.5 on graphics and sound, 3.5 on play control, 4 on challenge, and 3.5 on theme and fun. And that's, you know, Comparatively to most of these other games, that's a pretty shitty little power meter, and I don't <laughs> think it's particularly particularly off base. So good for them for not 
trying to sell us some bullshit, basically. Right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So then the next thing is two pages on Dragon Warrior, which is uh, kicking the fucking RPG door down. <laughs> uh, trailblazing Dragon Warrior here. So it's 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 funny because it's it's you know this is a preview. It's not even out yet, and they don't even like all these other games have screenshots and shit and like this game it's the like the first big rpg on nes which you know rpgs are inherently story driven and, and so much more about that than the gameplay itself mm-hmm. and this feature is it's like artistically in line with that in that there's no screenshots it's a, a lot of copy and it's a lot, just a lot of storytelling kind of you know um so I thought that was interesting, and and I appreciated it, kind of, uh, until I looked at the power meter on this fucker, and they just totally shit on the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this this is actually, this is even lower than Clash of Demon Head, dude. It's three in graphics and sound, which, yes, it's an RPG, and there's nothing flashy going on, so maybe, I guess, uh, even though I think the music in the game is great. And then three in play control, which is insane, because it's just like menus, and you're just picking things. Like, what is the difference <laughs> of the control? Like, there's not, you know, maybe, do maybe that's the drawback, actions. though. Maybe that's a drawback. You're not really doing anything, you know. But that's not a lack of control. You could say, okay, that's, that's a lack of fun, maybe. But that's not a lack of control. Hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, 3.5 and Challenge, which is really fucking insane, because this game is compared to most NES games to date, you know, except for, like, maybe the Zelda, Legend of Zelda, Mitchell, or Link. Like, there's nothing that even comes close to the depth and length of this game. So I think that's kind of crazy, too. Uh, and then 3.5 and theme and fun, which, you know, yes, if you're not an RPG person, sure. But I think the fact that they were the first one trying to do something like this alone should be also worth something, you know? I don't know, so, Josh. I'm yes, looking at this and I'm seeing these two pages and I'm thinking they didn't even give me a screenshot. I don't know if I'm going to check this game out. I don't know what it's about. <laughs> I mean, the artwork, I'm, you, it's interesting <laughs> to me that you looked at it from appreciating the artwork. I looked at it like they aren't even finished making their game yet because they can give me a screenshot screenshot. So did it ever come out on time? You know, that's what I'm thinking. So they're, they're yeah, they're trying, they're trying to give you a hard, like a, a long lead time, man. They're trying to fire you up about this completely new, which they say it in the copy here. Like it's, they're, they're telling you like they're giving you something you've never seen before. And it's going to take a while because mm-hmm. we got to spend some time and do it right. We got to do it right. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, but, yeah, it's the lowest aggregate, I think, that we've seen so far uh, on any of these meters. Uh, and that's fucked up. That's fucked <laughs> up. It's a 3-2-5, I guess, in the aggregate. Uh, yeah, they're wrong, this game. This game's fucking incredible. Uh, but maybe, you know, they were, maybe, looking, maybe, they were, maybe they were looking at a prototype at this point and not, not finished game and, and maybe, you know, making a judgment on something that wasn't finished. So there's that possibility here. So that's well, I'll, I'll hold on to that fact. So the next thing, uh, we're, we're out of previews now, and they bring us, we, we get into the Howard and Nestor comic for the month. And this one is Ninja Gaiden related, and it plays on the cinematic cutscene motif by pitting a film director with Howard playing a stunt ninja against pesky little Nestor. And, uh, yeah, it's not interesting or funny like all the others of these. I think these are terrible comics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, what? Like, am I just not getting it? I was like, I'm just going to keep turning the page now. Like, well, it, I would, yeah. you know, I wouldn't. Well, one, I would, I would never expect to read a comic and just be like uh, laughing my ass off. You know, there's, there's a, there's the only, the only comic I think I walk into that expecting that is Toothpaste for Dinner. Uh, are you familiar with that, actually? <laughs> yeah, man, that's yeah. hilarious. Toothpaste for dinner, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you, you're the one that showed me about comic. it like way back in the day. Yeah. 
Oh no shit! Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's got they got a podcast now. Him and his him and uh, his wife have a podcast. And it's really fucking good, dude. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I think know. I it's a jab on here. It's called the name of it is Garbage Brain University, and it is, um, they just pick a topic and riff on it, dude, for like forty five minutes. And there's just there's there's something about it. They're both really funny people, so that's a big part of why it's entertaining. But also. They have like this quirky ass relationship where you can tell they really fucking love each other and like they're really fucked up warped way that they're, like, they're, you know, they're, like, they're both comedians. So, like like their you know their sense of humor are twisted and the way they emote to each other is super interesting to listen to. Uh, and and I it's really I can't recommend it enough. It's a good it's a it's a good like bullshit podcast because like I said they just pick a random ass topic and they just say funny shit about it for forty seconds or forty five minutes rather. And uh, you know there's no like. You know, you don't need to really tune into it and follow along with it like it's a fucking serial, <laughs> you know, a, okay. yeah. uh, a murder, murder mystery podcast or something. You know, it's kind of light podcast fare, if you will. Um, nice. So anyways, uh, um, yeah, that's the only cartoon I look at and expect to laugh hard. And this one I, I never do. But like uh, they're particularly boring, you know, because like, there's nothing going even like at a kid level. It's, there's just nothing going on. In these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yep. Hard pass. Moving on. Yeah. Yep. And moving on, we do get to the counselor's corner section and they drop the featured counselors on us right up front, which I like. This is one of my favorite right? parts of this magazine. Yep. Just seeing like, what these fucking people looked like and thought was worth writing down for their little bio, you know? Uh, right. The real profiles, like the real date they became ca- game counselors. Like, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure, for sure. We get uh, the my pick for the month. Uh, the big winner here is without a doubt Tom McConville, which sounds like a porn name to me. First of all, uh, <laughs> he, he, he lists mathematics as a hobby, and it's just like I don't know. Fuck you, Tom. There's no way. Someone <laughs> <laughs> on the planet who actually has mathematics as a real hobby. Uh, that's insane. But uh, we do get, I think, our first uh, female featured counselor here, and I. Uh, Shannon Taylor and our favorite game is Mega Man too. So fist bump Shannon mm-hmm. getting our first uh, female profile. That's, there's probably not a ton of them on their roster uh, at this point. And the only thing as far as the games in this baby, uh, the only one that really jumped out. Did you see this Akari Warrior stage select code, dude? Yeah, man. How did it, you like? Yeah. <laughs> fucking batshit insane man <laughs> it requires so i counted it it requires yeah it requires 33 inter, uh, a 33 entry controller sequence and it needs to be entered before the demo starts you know so like you turn the thing on the fucking whatever the it's a scrolling or something like that the the, the the title screen comes up and then eventually the demo starts and you just get the game and the computer's playing and like you got to get this 33 entry thing done before that demo starts or it doesn't work and and the the like the 33 entries there's no rhyme or reason to it like they're you know and like human beings are good at pattern recognition dude uh, <laughs> i've read that <laughs> but 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 I'm, I'm looking at this and i don't see any pattern to the things at all so like how the fuck i guess if you're just sitting in, like next to your controller and looking at it maybe but like even that like you're looking back between the two things like how in the hell could you ever possibly get that in and why? And why would <laughs> why would they make it so complicated? Like, unless somebody was trying to find the hardest code they could that only they could like cheat themselves, you know? Like, I just don't know, man. Like, who does well, that? I think I, I think a lot of these like these stage like things or like the 
the sound uh the sound test things like i think those are like i don't know i mean debug features is a uh, extreme way to put it but like they're like things that were built into the code for different reasons development for yeah for for development purposes or to 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 just assist the programmers with yeah i want to go to the stage and i don't want to have to whatever the i don't know i'm not a programmer man (laughs) but Ah, but but i think like i think i think they're built in there to like as like a tool and then you know the way they unlock it is yes something that's theoretically no one would be able to just guess uh and then eventually it gets out what the way to access what it is is, you know i i yeah I, i it seems very unlikely to me that like you know it probably was only like two or three people that that made this fucking game Akari Wars is not the best of all games even though I like it uh and I just bought it actually like I said but it's not the most the best game by any length so it was probably like you know back then there was only a few people that worked on these games so it was probably like three dudes in a room you know like I I can't see them conspiring to create this 33 step hidden thing <laughs> you know that's just, like, <laughs> just a crazy ass you know they they would do that uh, intentionally so but hey, maybe they wanted to, maybe they wanted to be god mode and have be super powered, uh, you know? Maybe they wanted maybe, to be OP. Guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe they hate this project and they just wanted something to get some sort of artistic, you know, satisfaction out of it. Uh so we get after that, uh after Council's Corner here, we go into our an eight page uh the second half of the Ninja Gaiden feature that was started in the last issue and they kicked things off right with yet another breakdown they had a breakdown in the last episode or last issue for for this and they're doing another one here so they know they know what the hot shit is they're giving you another breakdown and mm-hmm. this one they go with uh the power-ups and like the, the weapons and shit you pick up and they call them i i, I like uh this is a great a great phrase to me, ninja options. Ninja options is a great phrase. Uh, yeah. Guy, that was so necessary because there were so many of those things. Like, if you didn't have something like this, you're like, wait, what does that one do? Oh, wait, wait, what, what does that one do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Whoa. super useful. Uh, yeah. And they, they used to, the one thing about the this particular breakdown, though, they use way too many fucking puns for my blood man i'm not a pun fan <laughs> and that's oh, why this, this section is, is loaded with puns uh so, so we they go about, they then go through yeah like why are they anything. why are they always named ryu <laughs> like i remember thinking that like every japanese hero at the time in the video game was named ryu like here like is it the same ryu like is he it's fighting like, ken later it's probably the japanese john dude same thing like why the fuck are all these fucking white dudes named John, man? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> same, same fucking, Fair point, Josh. Question. Fair it's point. Just, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah. It's like fucking, you know, the, they have lazy parents. That's why. <laughs> Ryan's fucking uh, character is fuck. Uh, and so is that. Uh, what's 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 the other one? I'm actually struggling. Now that you're saying that, I'm struggling Ken? to think of another Ryu. Oh. What's another Ryu? Ken and Ryu, yeah. But that's, he's not even... Well, Japanese, is he? No, 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 no. So you have Ryu here. You have Ryu Street Fighter. Ryu was in at least. Now I'm not. Of course, now that we're on the show, I don't remember. I counted at least two different ones earlier today. Uh, darn it! Not slipping my memory. Of course. Don't, I'm gonna put it on. Don't the, have your fucking. Put it on the socials later. <laughs> exactly. I, I, all right. Fair. Uh, you better. Yeah, well, you better. You better hunt it down and show me your citations. Uh, <laughs> Don't don't walk don't walk into this debate arena without uh, backed up facts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, 
Yeah, so they, they go through, they go from the their breakdown, they go into Acts 4 and 5 of the game, and they keep this, they had this in the last issue too, and I think it's very cool, the like the scroll thing here at the bottom is, is kind of just a development of the storyline. Yeah. And it's highlighting all these, the cinematics that you that the game has, which is very much, you know, that's the, the, the big thing about that game and kind of the, the um, cutting edge aspect of it was that they had these kind of, of very you know truly cinematic uh cutscenes and the story played out in and that there wasn't you know you maybe had some stuff in games like that kind of before but never to the extreme that they did in this game so the idea that the nintendo power piece is kind of using that in such a strong way or such a prominent way is, is really cool i think oh, yeah. and uh I think, I think maybe they give uh one of the first like <laughs> like spoiler faux pas uh here in the thing um by you know they like they're telling you the whole you know like you the idea the reason you would want to play the game is to to experience the story but they just give it to you all here in the fucking magazine you know and yeah kinda, i don't like it takes a little bit of the heat of what the, playing the game would, would give you you know um i thought it was interesting they went so far with that part of it you know all the way into through the fifth that fifth act uh it's pretty extreme i think Oh man, I I actually wrote that down somewhere else in my notes. I don't even know where it was, but I actually wrote down like, wait a minute, like these maps and these walkthroughs and everything are great, but did you ever feel like they were giving away the game? Like I feel like you know, that's exactly what they were doing. You had to have the, you, you had to have the. Uh, I don't know. Did you if you did you play? You, say you didn't really. You weren't really into PC games or anything, right? Uh, I mean, I did, yeah, but not until I was like fifteen. But yeah, I mean, I was Literally, definitely into like Doom and like some of those. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm earlier on a lot of the kind of the Lucas Art point and click games and the King's Quest and shit like that. They had they had these books that were, uh, they, they were like hint books basically. And the way that the hint books were set up is you had to draw the you had to like it had one of those mark you remember those markers, uh, where you had to like like it was the text was hidden and when you put when you colored it with the marker in a in the book. It would, it would, the text would, you could oh, yeah. read it. You know what I mean? Sure. So the hint, yeah, the hint books were set up in a way where you had to like self mediate spoiling it for yourself. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, like, I think same kind of idea with Nintendo Power here. Like, if you, you know, you need to have the self control as a child that if you don't want the shit spoiled for you, you need to not look at those pages. And like, if you can't do that for yourself, then you rob yourself of that experience. And that's, I think that's a nice hard lesson that it's. For a child, child that's ridiculous. Oh man, <laughs> that's terrible. No man, learn learn uh, self control now, so you're 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 a more responsible adult. Oh man, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm all in favor all in favor for it, or of it rather. They do it with these scrolls too. I thought it was funny. They 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 recap. They they spend a few a uh, little bit here on the first page recapping the first three acts that were in the last feature in the last issue. Uh, and that's you know that's very much a modern TV show thing that mm. is not as common back then. It's, you know, I don't think TV shows did the same thing where you you know the first beginning of every episode is like a little sixty Literally second cut. refresher, so your your busy ass mind can catch up to where where you're at in the show. You know, <laughs> um, I don't feel like that was something that was in every piece of media back then. So that was interesting, and. Uh, yeah, these it's just as far as the game goes, I, I I don't I never I don't think I ever got this far. Like Axe Lauren Five, like this game is hard as fuck, man. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> like, thinking the same thing. Yeah, but like all oh, this looks totally foreign. 
Well, no, because I think I actually got farther than I thought I did because I thought the same thing at first because I was like, okay, yeah, of course, Ninja Gaiden. Like, I remember playing the other ones, but the first one was super hard, so I didn't get far. But I definitely went to Area 3, definitely went through Area 4, definitely was on Act 5. Really? Yeah, Yeah, but I I don't remember finishing. I know I didn't finish it, though. Yeah, not uh, a while back, I... I don't think I'd ever seen the fucking Amazon before. And a while back, I fired up on my Switch, and I remember I, I remember getting to the Amazon part and like thinking like it's like the second the screen came out, I was like, I've never seen this before. Holy shit, I'm further than I've ever been. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> like, on the Switch too. Like, those, those Switch controls playing Ninja Gaiden, dude. Like it, that's crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. Not having like a true D-pad for for that like very precise platforming that the game requires to be man. Uh, it was not easy and very frustrating at times, but. Yeah, I played a little bit. So yeah, I mean, I, I got into the Amazon then, but I don't think it was a child I ever did. So yeah, I never even fucking came close to beating it, dude. It's not even. Ah, uh, it's it's another thing. It's another thing I would love to check off my list and, and see through to the end, but whew, it's uh not an easy game <laughs> at all. Yeah, it was fun though. It, it, I'm just shocked, man. I'm looking at the cinematics. I like. I remember much more of this than I thought I did. So yeah, I got far much further than I thought. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. yep. Uh, the uh, I really like this uh, the level five boss dude, uh, bloody Malth. Yeah, dude. yeah. Uh, the red shield and the red helmet with the fucking I guess they're lightning bolts or something that he's wielding there. It's pretty good. Yeah, with the no shirt, but with the weird leg things. Like, what is he? He's like an amalgamation yeah. of like all your weird bad guys. <laughs> yeah, all, all sorts of terrible shit you're terrified by. Uh, yeah, it would be it would be a really daunting undertaking, I think, uh, especially while I'm shooting this fucking movie. But uh, I would love to put the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner with uh, Jackio, or go looking for Jackio rather before I die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the main boss. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. All right, See if all right. I can convince myself or you to, to do that to, to ourselves. And after Ninja Gaiden here, we get a two-page fiction writer's showcase written by Robbie H. Lawton. And story. Robbie, won, yeah, I won, he won a submission contest uh, that was initiated some issues back. And he hails from Abbsville, Abbsville, South Carolina, which I've never heard of. But uh, I Googled him. The first thing I did when I saw this was I, I Googled him hoping that he had butted into some prolific writer, you know, oh. <laughs> like that would have been a really that would have been a really cool thing. I think if he had this and then like now he was like a very uh, accomplished novelist or something. Yeah, uh, but that is no such luck. Uh, the uh, I didn't find anything about him at all other than a link to a website of some psychopath that <laughs> that typed this up into their blog. What? word for word uh just like for just for to put it in a blog you know all right uh, i am an, i am a nostalgia freak but that is an extreme waste of your time <laughs> <laughs> it's not that good of a story guys <laughs> yeah uh yeah it's so yeah this, okay so the story it's titled friends which is not i've heard better titles but i'm gonna give it a go anyhow <laughs> uh the setup was really solid dude like the mm-hmm. like i like he had this inner monologue thing going on about loathing peanut butter and jelly sammy's uh while his mom is harping on him about speech etiquette you know and it was just like a i don't know it was, it was a more complex setup yeah. to a story than i would have anticipated this would have had um uh, but from there once he kind of got into the actual story the meat of the story it kind of went off into like just some kid rambling about a game a video game real life experience you know yeah 
which, standard. which was a bummer. I had high hopes there. See, a standard fare for kids writing stories about video games. <laughs> <laughs> to be expected, though. So you, you give them credit. Yep. Yeah. Did you did you have young authors books, Jay? I did. You have to write those in school. I don't remember having to write those, but the name of that sounds familiar. Yeah, we had to. We and I think it was. I think we had to do them in first and second grade too. But you're not at first and second grade. It's like you're just. It's a picture book with like two words. Uh, third, we, we had to do them in third and fourth grade too. I remember. And in third grade, I did one on. I wrote a Super Mario Brothers story, dude. I gotta find that and post that on our socials. That's insane. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wrote this Super Mario. It is, it is batshit crazy Super Mario story. It's actually, it's it's even it's well, not even it it is. It's twenty thousand times worse than that story here <laughs> uh, about video games. Uh, <laughs> but uh, in fourth grade, I did one on. Do you remember Blair Thomas? Does that Blair mean Thomas. anything to you? Blair Thomas. No. He was a nineteen. He was a nineteen ninety New York Jets. I think first round draft pick running back and his rookie cards were like 1990 score, 1990 pro set and shit. And that was when I was first getting into football cards and Blair Thomas, for some reason, I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, I was, a, I don't even know if I was a bills fan quite yet. Like that Super Bowl wow. 25, which was Christmas of my fourth grade year was when I, the, the Super Bowl 25 was the first bills game I ever watched and like knew who the bills were and like had an investment in them winning the game. Because uh, I bet a buddy of mine five bucks that they would win. He was talking, like I, I think I, I think I, I think I overheard my dad talking about the Bills winning, and then a friend of mine was at school talking shit, saying the Giants are gonna kick the shit out of him, and I just didn't like it for some reason. So I bet him five bucks. So yeah, I remember like in my being in my bedroom watching that game on my TV, like on my hands and knees, like crying when I missed that <laughs> kick. Even, even even though I wasn't a Bills fan yet, which is it's, it's funny that that was my first Bills experience. And, you were hooked, and it's yeah, and I, yeah, it like massacre, like the, the masochist in me, even at age ten, like <laughs> that, that that hooked me. Uh, uh, anyway, I, was, I digress. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I wrote the so yeah, I wasn't a Jets fan, and you know, if anything, like maybe the Browns, Cleveland, you know, like there's just no reason for me to have any affinity whatsoever for a New York Jets rookie running back, yeah, but. I must have had a I must have had a football card that I liked or something uh, with him on it, and fucking therefore wrote a story about him. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yes, my, my fourth grade young author's book was a, um, I think it was like him fucking being drafted or something. Who knows? But those are my young author's books. Yeah, I gotta find this. this the, the Mario one would be hilarious. I think if you saw it, you'd laugh your ass off. <laughs> uh. Anyhow, the uh, top 30 is up next in the magazine here, and it looks pretty solid to me. I like the top 10 here. The only thing that maybe I'm not on board with is the track and field presence at five, but the rest yeah. of the games are dope. Dude, I love this. Like, these top 30s, like, for real, this held weight to me. Like, it, it's kind of like, <laughs> like, growing up, it was kind of like the college football rankings. Like, when it, when I when this magazine came out, I looked here to, like, okay, this is the truth. Where are the Where are the great games, you know? And now looking back, it's like a time capsule. It's like looking back at the Billboard 100 charts or something. You know, that's how I look yeah. at it. Well, do you think that you looked at it that way as as a means by which to inform you of what was good, or was it more of the games you thought were good? You had an emotional investment in them being where you felt they should be on the list. No, which of those I, two things? 
anything. No, the the former. I was looking at this list like, okay, what's what's the new hot stuff that's out that's moving? You know. Yeah. I I feel like I enjoy them more in the latter, like that, like okay. the, the fact because so Metal Gear here is seven, right? And they actually even mention it that in the in the blurb that it had fell all the way down to twenty three in the last issue, and like that offends me because <laughs> I, I think Metal Gear is an incredible game, and, and it is so much better than fucking you know whatever else was in front of it, Bad Dudes or something, and uh, yeah, so fucking when it popped back up here, like I like there's something there's a part. Part of me that enjoys that a great deal just because I hold it in such high regard, like to see it push back up the list, mm. uh, made me happy. You know, you know um, I can fully appreciate that, and I know that I've had some, you know, some of that to some extent, definitely, especially as I got older. Like, even like the EGM magazines, who we've talked about, obviously, they have their own more legit system, maybe. Like, yeah, I definitely had that, <laughs> that kind of reaction to some of those, but I, especially early on. Well, uh, like new to the Nintendo and all that, it was much more informational and just like looking forward. Cause I always looked at the end of these to be like, what new games do I get to rent? What can I, you know, look at the store to, to, to buy next time. So that, yeah, I, I, I got a source. I got hyped. Shit. I mean, I own Rampage as a kid. Uh, and I love that game. Like anytime I see Rampage in arcade, I am fucking there. Like I, I, I will play it. I will stop what I'm doing and stop and play a game of it. Yeah, uh, it's a super fucking fun game. Even Gab I mean, and I did the, the the Master System version was way better than the NES one. So I'm glad we did that and we played it for a game episode. So yeah, I mean nice. I love this fucking game a great deal. So I I like it, and I have this nostalgia thing going on for it. But the NES version is pretty shitty, and like the idea that it's a ten right here is kind of crazy to me. <laughs> like that, better than Mega Man or better than Castlevania, uh, Blades of Steel, RC Pro, and like that's crazy. <laughs> Mega but Man see, too. but uh, but I think that's part of the thing about these ratings, though, was like they were definitely time based. So like when you looked at like the next month magazine, you know, or even like, well, it's gonna fluctuate. yeah, it's, it's fluctuating. So I feel like something like. Rampage, yeah, it's on there, but a lot of these other games are newer, like 19 or 1943, Mega Man 2, like those games are newer, so I feel like they just had like less. Don't have enough, right? Yeah, there was just like well, less yes, to I mean, them, so they weren't highly it's, ranked. It's, yet. It's, 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 yeah, it's supposedly a voting based system, and like, you know, the, you, they do the players' poll and you send in shit, you, you know, they, they supposedly tally these on, for the players' picks portion of this. And like, Jav and I talked about this too. Like, we, I have no, I don't understand the system at all, dude. Like, how, <laughs> yeah. how, how, like, look at these three lists that are in the back here, right? The players' picks, pros' picks, dealers' picks. Like, we, like I, I, tell, explain to me how that, those three lists get aggregated into this main list. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> oh, I didn't even try to get yeah. to that level trying to figure it out. <laughs> break, break, break out your data analysis and crack this code for me, Jay, and I'll be super fucking impressed. I have no <laughs> idea how to take these three lists and get it to this combined list. I just don't know how it happens. Uh, or honestly, even if it's supposed to, I don't get it. I, I was going to say, I don't know if that's uh, the ultimate goal here, but <laughs> but it, but if it's if that's not what it is, what is the fuel of the the big list like? Because that's the whole the idea here is it's showing you the, the three, what I would assume to be the underlying data, like these three different group, these three different demographics, you know, have their own opinions for different reasons about these things. Of course, dealers are going to be sales based. Pros are going to be probably a little bit elitist about 
their choices and players are just kind of like the average dude who plays video games or guy or girl and yeah. like how, what games do they like you know so like the idea of aggregating those like to give you a combined list of a with a broad spectrum uh, uh you know definition to it like that's that's what it should be but i again i just don't see how it happens i don't see how you get there <laughs> i feel like yeah. it's got to be it might be mathematical because I'm, I'm just looking at this obviously just spot checking we're just doing this live uh obviously <laughs> the the pros and the dealers have zelda 2 number one and obviously overall top 30 zelda 2 is number one but the yeah, players you know, have blades of steel number one which and it's all the, there at 18 yeah crazy. Like, well the pros only have how, it as like 26 it? so yeah there's got to be right. some weight down there right but that well that's fucked up though why why would one of these demographics be weighted heavier give me your what's the philosophy of that Maybe, yeah, maybe pros know, get like more I, weight, I and but why are they pros? That's like a whole nother rabbit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Who's who's, the, who's the determining that? Who's the governing body on that fucking thing? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's a very it's, there's some some fishy shit going on here. I think, dude. I don't think it's legit. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <sighs> so uh, after that, they drop a that weird ass Father's Day buying guide that they they're calling Professor Nestor's Father's Day lecture, and it's pretty much I thought. It, all I can think of when I was trying to read it was, this is basically a BuzzFeed article. Like, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, this is analog clickbait is exactly what the fuck this is. And, and yeah, there was just no merit to it whatsoever. It was, it, they were just going through trying to sell you things, trying to sell kids. I don't know, trying to sell, trying to convince kids to get their moms to buy something is what this this is. And it's just like, I don't know, it just was very... Clickbaity. Yeah, I I I love that analogy. (laughs) It's so true though, because it's 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 almost like they're trying to get you to buy the random other games that might be okay (laughs) for your dad that are not featured anywhere else. Yeah, dude, Othello and fucking this backgammon. uh, Yeah, like give me a break. Golf. Terrible cartridges. But uh, at the same time, like the dad facts though are pretty pretty nice. Dads secretly think that they are smarter than their kids. Yes, we secretly think that. that. <laughs> well, yeah, I actually I, I wanted this like I was curious whether our perspectives would be wildly different on this because of our different uh, se- uh, seating arrangements uh, on the topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dads secretly want to be pro- professional athletes. Yeah, back in the day I did. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Not right now, no. But back in the day, yeah. <laughs> That was from Blaster Master. Can you guess which area, Josh? Uh, I can't guess, but because I did the music earlier, it's area one. I know that. <laughs> yeah, very smart. Uh, definitely. Have, I, I, I haven't played Blaster Master enough to, to have the music memorized at all. Um, although that's one of the ones I keep thinking about revisiting for game episodes because yeah, I, I have fiddled with it a little on the Switch, online, and I it's I can see why people like it. But I've never been able to have the time to really get into it to yeah. come anywhere near having music. Um, but yeah, so that actually, funny enough, is the very first part of classified information, which is the beginning of our third act here on this baby. And the thing, thing that they're highlighting for Blaster Master is it's one of my it's like one of my favorite NES life hack things. Uh, and it's, it's yeah. the trick or the tip is that when you're fighting bosses and you, you can use a grenade, and if you pause the game while the grenade is detonating. 
uh, you can do it like multiple times in a row. When you come in and out of the the, the pause, every time you come out, it will re will damage the boss again. So you can kind of like basically draw out and do multiple damage uh, hits just by pausing the game. You know, even what? even just uh, even though, yeah, only one grenade lob. So that is crazy. Uh, yeah, the cool thing, there's, a, I feel like that, like that happens. There's a few games where that's the case. You can do that uh, little little trick, and it's it's cool to me because <laughs> the reason I like it is it allows me to use that slow mo button on the NES Advantage. <laughs> oh yeah. There, there's yeah, there's so little utility for that button <laughs> uh, that whenever you have something like this, that actually is a is a bona fide benefit to having it. Uh, I appreciate that. So there you go. Uh, yeah, and the only other really thing I'd say. Yeah, for sure. The only other thing uh, in this fucking classified information shit that really caught my eye was the they dedicate an entire page to what amounts to a glitch in the Adventure Link, where you turn <laughs> into a fairy in the palace. Yeah, you turn into a fairy in the palaces, and you kind of like get like you get zonked up to the roof of the palace, and you're kind of like stuck in the ground. Do you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. There's, yeah. Not not like I don't know. Like a whole page dedicated to that. Like, who gives a fuck? me it's a it's a waste of, a waste of good advertising space <laughs> yeah they have some otherwise great things in there in this section yeah what else got i mean nothing else really got my because jay what else what i mean in here? the so new continue was... codes for did you ever play the mickey mouse game mickey mouse capade that was actually uh, a really fun game it actually really yeah fun. it is a pretty fun game man is that what that yeah. is oh yeah i didn't even notice i saw a c cross is that c cross in the corner what the fuck is that I don't know. I don't know what that C cross jam is. <laughs> yeah, the thing in the bottom right looked like something I recognized, and I was like, "Nah, fuck that!" And like whizzed right past that. But yeah, Mickey Mouse Parade <laughs> is, is a it's a pretty fun platformer. It's not bad, uh, especially yeah. for the IP. The uh, IP Disney could be like, I don't know. That's like when you get those licensed things for NES, like it can be very, it can go very awry. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's nowhere near as bad as it could be as a licensed platformer for NES for sure. Um, so yeah, that's not a bad one. Yeah, but otherwise yeah, a cool section. Good. I mean, anytime you got like tips and tricks and glitches you can exploit. Well, I, why yeah, not? I, I, this yeah, this is one of just like artistically, this is my I, maybe my favorite section in the magazine. Like the I I like the, the design of it is cool with the fucking the the manila envelope thing. Like yeah. yeah. Very cool way to do it for sure. Solid. Uh, and I also like I like the uh, uh, that it's like they they try to like it's from an agent they give you the agent number you know <laughs> the idea is that maybe like one of those four dudes or the three three guys and one girl in this particular case uh, in the counselor's corner section like one of those people is one of these agent numbers and they came up with this like that you know mm. the, my childhood mind perceived that to be the way this worked uh, that these individuals actually were agents and agent number whatever is the one that came up with this particular code or whatever, you know, is a cool way to apply the um, the story of it in my little child mind. I like it. Pretty sure it didn't so, work that way, yeah. but we'll we'll go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally fabricated my yeah. dumbass kid mind. Not at all accurate, but uh, a nice imaginative idea nonetheless. So the next thing they give us is video shorts, which is like little short previews. And we get they started off with here. This is kind of like a just a quick hitting uh, section here. They start off with. Dodgeball from ImageSoft, and we talked about in the Game Pro. We talked about that rather in the Game Pro Mag App last time, yep. and it's a good game. We've yeah, had fun with that. Love that game. And but see, but see, us... here where we're talking three threes across the boards on their power meters. 
look at the next look at the next section bugs bunny crazy castle threes twos i mean yeah. these each of these games only gets yeah. half a page man I'm telling you less page base lower ranked power meters there's a system <laughs> <laughs> System. Uh, well, uh, that honestly, if you go like that, well, see, I don't know. Baseball stars has a good rating here. That's like three five, three five, four, three five. Eh. Um, yeah, not terrible. But yeah, no. If you think about it like that, I mean, that kind of supports the idea that the uh, it's not does not have our uh, editorial integrity, and in that you know these ones in the back here that maybe paid less uh, to get this feature. You know, I think there are more games that are coming out for this two month thing than the number that are in this section plus the earlier preview section so like there's a cutoff like there's some games that don't make it you know what i mean so what's the determining factor there probably money <laughs> i'm sure Josh. i'm just trying to just trying to think of some alternatives here i'd like to believe <laughs> i'd like to believe that's not the only factor even though yeah <laughs> uh anyways yeah so they shit on uh pretty bad here bugs bunny's crazy castle uh doesn't hit till august though so we don't have to spend any time on it and SNK's Baseball Stars also isn't on the scene yet. That doesn't hit till July. Uh, I think that's a game that is lauded a little bit as being a uh, hmm. pretty good baseball game. Um, but I, I'm not entirely sure. So when it hits and we play it, uh, I think that one might be pretty good, actually. But okay. I'm not sure. Uh, next up after that is Tax and Fist of the North Star. And we talked about that uh, in the Game Pro episode as well. It fucking sucks. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, then another one from the Game Pro episode, Kung Fu Heroes, which you had a, a, a pretty big hard uh, on for, Jay. And I think if you look at the power meter there, I think it supports my judgment of it pretty well. <laughs> yeah, we're going to move uh, on from two, that one. 225 two, two, aggregate, I think, on that. Like, not good. <laughs> not good. Yeah. So do you, see, oh, wait, you never subscribed. You definitely didn't, though. But I was thinking, you, you were telling me how much you... Uh, uh, these power meters meant to you. I, I, I'd be, if you had a subscription, and you had your own magazines. I would love to know if you were so invested that you were that you colored them in with your own opinions. Uh, these little the player meters, you know, that they give for you to color in. You know, if I had had my own subscription, I hundred percent would have. Hundred <laughs> percent. Not me. Dude. I'm such a little preserv. Ten of preservationist when I was a kid. There's no way I would have fucked up my own magazines like that. Like even though I may have uh... wanted to express my opinion, I would have. Like made a notepad and did it separately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to put this in the same category as like comic books, so I'm like, yeah, I'll mark all through this. But like, yeah, comic books, yeah, I wouldn't have touched. I think, I don't know. If I, I think I told you that, that first issue I had, I like hermetically sealed the cover. Nice. Uh, I got like a little. It got like a little bit fucked up, so I like I took. Dude, this this is insane. Actually, come to think of it, I didn't. You know, I didn't have the means by which to properly laminate something or anything like that. So I just took scotch tape. Scotch tape, perfectly lined, yeah, perfectly lined it up so it wasn't overlapping across the whole fucking cover to like preserve it perfectly. Wow, <laughs> like, how, <laughs> how, how insane is that? <laughs> it's hilarious that yeah. it's scotch tape, but I'm impressed that you went to that level of trying to preserve it. Though. <laughs> yeah. the Respect. Serial killer does when he's a kid, though. <laughs> oh. Uh, so the next thing up is uh, Bandai's Street Cop, and that hit in June. And I don't know. I didn't. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It didn't I? I actually didn't fire. I think I meant to, and I in the, the way I was doing my notes and scramble to do other shit, I forgot to. But uh, it doesn't look particularly great. But I never heard of it. I don't. I don't have any opinion of it already. I'd never played it. Don't have any memory of it. Never. Even, I don't think I've ever heard the fucking name before. So maybe it's 
the gem that we uh, just happened to have glossed over uh, in our childhood. But I'm assuming, I'm assuming you've never seen that before, right? No, I'm, I don't recall it. Yeah. If, if if I did, if I played it as one of those games that like my mom rented for us, it sucked and we just moved on, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't I feel like I've never heard the name before. Uh, so the, uh, they give us another band that's after that and that is athletic world which is this is a weird one dude because this one it's a power pad game and it was released mm. in 1987 according to my research like I, I i vaguely remembered it when i was doing power pad research for the initial appearance of the power pad however many issues back that was and so it's been out for years like what the fuck is what doing is the in this issue in the previous yeah um yeah, huh. yeah like i'm just would love to know what other than the thing i keep saying money like what could it possibly have it there like a three-year-old game you know <laughs> like or a yeah. change-year-old game there's no other reason for it to be there huh so uh the next one is is american sammy which is such a weird developer name and the game is amagon and it hit in april so it's out i'd never heard of this either so i did fire it up and i fiddled with it and it's shocking to me not a bad action platformer dude like the art is a little really? goofy the environments are kind of cartoony in nature, but <laughs> the like so like everything around the character is very cartoony and lighthearted. But the sprite of the main character is like a shirtless Rambo, you know, uh, automatic assault rifle toting character, and really? shooting all these rel- relatively cartoony things. It's, kind of, it's a little fucking weird, dude. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and just the actual mechanic, like the. the controls and stuff were not as bad as again kind of like you know whenever i fire up one of these platformers i've never heard of i'm just like this has got to suck or i would have heard of it you know of uh, so my expectations are so dirt fucking low that um when something's not too bad i'm kind of like absolutely shocked by it <laughs> uh yeah, i've never heard of either one of these this one or the next one monster party did monster you try this party. one either i did you were you able to find the ROM in that library? Uh, for this ROM, I didn't look for this ROM. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I I did try to fire it up, and I couldn't find the damn thing. So you. Uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, I couldn't find the ROM in the library. So that's you know, whatever. That's usually a bad sign. But I started doing research, trying to. I just wanted to watch a, like a quick play video of it, and I, like some shit started coming up. The first thing I found when I looked for a video of it was. There's a YouTuber called the Gaming Historian, and he does, you know, some of them are actually really drawn out big concepts, but he also does little short ones on a game here and there. And he did one on this that's just like a little five minute video. It's pretty fucking interesting. So this game, it came out and like, uh, it, it wasn't really particularly well received. It wasn't, you know, not, nothing special really. Uh, but it is kind of quirky and a little bit dark and like not your typical NES game as far as subject matter goes. Uh, and then in 2001, there was a prototype for this game that surfaced on eBay. So like a cart, like a development cart mm-hmm. that someone had. And they sold it on eBay. It ended up selling for 6000 bucks. So someone paid that fucking for it, <laughs> which is insane wow. in its own right. But uh, that person, after they bought it, posted like some screenshots and some video and stuff to verify that it was a prototype of the game and that there was, it was quite different. And it like, there was a ton in the original version of it. There was a ton of classic horror movie references, like a little shop of horrors reference with this, uh, Venus flytrap deal and a lot of kind of your, your classic Dracula, Frankenstein type things that could have infringed on, 
movie studio copyright or, or trademarks, copyrights, etc. Uh, so, you know, Nintendo was notorious for watering things down uh, whenever anything's and there was also like a lot of blood and, and darker content in it too. So like hmm. you know, Nintendo was notorious for censoring their game. So like this was an instance of this prototype coming out and verifying that Nintendo didn't yeah for sure like censor the shit out of this game. And the version that came out was not nearly as interesting or compelling as this prototype was. And it's like viewed now as like a, sh- a shame that a game that had and there is too even in even in, I was just watching the the play video. Uh, because there's not there's not a ton of long plays of the prototype version because it's a little harder to find I think but I was a- actually able to find the ROM so I'll put that in show notes you we can actually download oh, and play the game uh, okay so we should talk about maybe even doing that that would actually be a really cool game episode that is probably pretty unique um, if we can actually find the ROM so maybe we'll maybe we'll do a backup if we get if we get that we'll talk about it but uh, I'm down if we can't actually sure. yeah get a, get a game ROM that actually works well for it. Um, but I think I did, anyways. So yeah, so the, the the watered down version is 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 very different. There's like even even that version of it, though. Watching the the videos had, you know, there's it was just I don't know. There was there it there was a lot of things in it that looked like original as far as the the art, the design, the the storyline stuff. It was not at all just a stock platformer like again so many of these are. So yeah, yeah. Between the backstory of it. And the fact that there's a prototype that hasn't been played a bunch by a lot of people, uh, and even the original release not being the worst thing ever, that maybe we could take a whack at it. So perhaps we will talk about that in a bit. And yeah, and then we get the last couple things here are Adventures of Lolo, or Adventure of Lolo, and Hide Lide, which we've talked about both of these. And I'm still thinking maybe Adventure of Lolo is also worth a game up because that was super fun when I tinkered with it last time. Yeah, I've so, I've had that on the list before. So yeah, yep. And we talked about it for for the last one. So now we get our players' poll contest, and the grand prize winner is Howie's, uh, or rather, uh, the grand prize winner is depicting Howie's goofy ass in with on top of the mountain bike and also the helmet that you get if you win first place grand prize whatever you want to call it and he's got his bow tie on he never takes that fucking bow tie off so extreme that he always has a bow tie on except <laughs> for the only time. Ever in all of Nintendo Power history that he doesn't have a bow tie on is for him to showcase this jersey Nintendo Power shirt that they give away in every single issue. <laughs> um, so I wonder I'm, why you made that that particular wardrobe choice. <laughs> I'm surprised that they like didn't have kids on these prizes. You know, kind of kind of promoted like, hey, here's you wearing this Nintendo Power thing, or right. hey, here's you on this right, bike. Right. You know, it's interesting. But then they would have had to pay. They would have had to pay kid mo- models then, and instead they can just. T- fucking strut this guy out there that they they use for everything it's like they're <laughs> american it's, it's 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 their like american stock white guy that they think they want to sell these nintendos to you know fair enough <laughs> like they think fair enough dude you know they'll just keep putting there just keep using his ass um and they did too they just pipped his ass out for for years as like the face <laughs> they're the face of Nintendo of america um sure that was a nice game so yeah so they so, yeah, these these got interviews and shit you can you can look up. He's definitely, um, yeah, he's in an interesting life for sure. And second prize is uh, this is a pretty dope second prize actually. I like it a lot more than the mountain bike to be honest with you. It is they have signed copies of WrestleMania, the cartridge, like the inbox cartridge, and they yeah. have five each to give away of Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, and Macho Man. So you know they did not they did not pull any punches and, and get some bullshit wrestlers for this. They got the three. Dudes, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, that was that's pretty hot choice. I'm I'm impressed that they went to that length for it. You know, 
top notch. Uh, but also, you know, that's that's 100% a situation of the WWF approaching them and offering those three marquee dudes because, you know, WWF has always been, and Vince McMahon has always been, like, just an incredible marketer, you know. Um, so I'm oh, sure yeah. it was all his idea for giving these away. Um, Nintendo's trying to source them. Uh, they get to the next up is the NES Journal. Uh, coming in after that, talking about like current events and shit for for Nintendo related things. And the first one, did you did you go through this first article here? It's pretty fucking cool, dude. It's, yeah, like yeah. It, it was just Nintendo stores. Yeah, like that's surprising to me. But at the same time, as a kid, like yeah, I want to go to the Nintendo store. Like, let sure. me go right now. Sign me up. I, yeah, I never once saw these as a kid. I would have lost my fucking mind had I, uh, which is odd, honestly. I mean, I guess it was a bumblefuck, and that's probably why I didn't. I'm sure these were probably in bigger markets, but the what they really are is they, they weren't separate stores, standalone. They were just in-store displays on steroids, really, you know, like Toys mm-hmm. R Us and stuff had them. And uh, actually, I found that, I, I, now thinking about it, I thought I had found like a, uh, uh, you know, a borderline not seen a bunch picture of one of these, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's actually the one from the magazine. I, think. <laughs> I saw <laughs> so, that. I thought so, you just I, were I, lifted it from the magazine. I was like, Oh yeah, that's that picture. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 I was Googling around about this and I saw a Reddit post and I was like, Oh look, here's a picture of one of them. Awesome. <laughs> and, and, uh, it posted it. Yeah. So, uh, it looks like, yeah, someone just scanned it out of the magazine. So, uh, if you can't look at it in the magazine that you're looking at, you can look at it on our Facebook page <laughs> or, or the subreddit. Uh, but yeah, it looks I mean, it looks awesome. It's fucking you know like they have uh, just like you know, very sleek ass displays, and of course a million games, games you can play. It's like a really intense experience. I think that would have been but awesome you know what for a kid to walk into. For Actually, as I zoom in, I do remember that display. I do remember seeing the world of Nintendo display. Like, dude, you were in Columbus. Columbus is the number one test market on the planet. You probably had them. Yeah, like in Toys R Us, I definitely remember. Yeah, because I, oh, it's coming back to me. Because, yeah, there's just like Nintendos everywhere and, of course, all the posters. So, yeah, I wanted to be there all the time. But it's Toys R Us. Like, you didn't get to go there all the time as a kid. It's just special occasion, you know? <laughs> even, though the, even though the commercials told you you should. Yeah, right. You get to. The, uh, yeah, no, yeah, I lived in Bumblefuck, man. I used to go to the it's fucking, it was the the name of the mall. It was in Illyria. The Illyria Mall, it's called uh, Midway. The Midway Mall in Illyria. And it was like, it was dying. It was a dying mall when I was a kid. It's oh, like, man. I go there, I've been <laughs> back in, in recent years, and it's like, oh my, it's, it looks like, I don't know, it looks like one of the, like that, the the zombie movie that happens in, a, in an abandoned mall. <laughs> Uh, day of the dead or whatever the hell it is, where they're running around. Uh, the yeah, <laughs> you know, I know you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. so that's how bad it looks. Uh, so yeah, so not not an ideal test market, and probably would not get premium store display shit like this. Store display investment, you know. Yeah, uh, robbed of nice. everything. That's why I have my negative. That's why I have the negative outlook on life. I have okay? <laughs> I'm robbed of, of everything as a child. Well, <laughs> but now you now you live in L.A., so you're not. Right. A much bigger, much bigger market. Yeah, yeah. Now they actually have. you ever been to the Nintendo? Did you ever go to the Nintendo store in New York? I I don't think so. Huh? It was at it was at uh, the Rockefeller Center. It was always there, dude. They, it's cool ass store. They have, upstairs they have a uh, like a historical exhibit kind of thing where like a bunch of old NES stuff too, but also some weird. 
there's weird shit in there that's not just NES stuff, like old Nintendo development things, like de- development uh, prototypes and shit, like really cool ass exhibits, you know, video game oh, yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, nice. And they also sell shit downstairs, um, but it's it's, yeah, it's a really cool store, very very highly themed and like very sleek and modern, like very cool. Nice. If you're ever in Manhattan, listeners, by all means, stop and check that bitch out. So the movie they feature is Batman, and it is the legit badass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the badass Michael Keaton, Jack Nichols one, not no bullshit George Clooney Batman. Like <laughs> uh, and yeah, man, I, I was fucking into it. I I, I had the trade. This is kind of we were talking about turtles. Like I had the trading cards for the movie. I was all on board with this fucking movie. Sure. Oh, that movie was I, great. I was Are you kidding never, me? Yeah, Shoot. so good. Yeah, I I was never a big DC Comics kid as a kid, but I yeah always more of a Marvel X Men kind of guy. But this that I got fired up for this for Batman big time. Oh yeah, for it was an event. I mean, I was the same thing. Like I was yeah. all about Marvel X Men. Like those are my comics. Sp- Spider Man, all those. But this Batman movie was like legit. Like everyone loved it. Like yeah. it was yeah, yeah, it was huge. Huge deal, summer blockbuster. Like one of the first things I would consider to be like a, a summer blockbuster movie. Yeah, it was such a big deal for sure. Well, yeah, Prince had a freaking, you know, did the album. Yeah, had videos yeah, about it. Hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. Yeah, the that Jack Nicholson scene with that Prince song is so good. The so bad good. dance. <laughs> what right. was it called? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <sighs> uh, they also talk about here in the bottom right corner. Can't believe they didn't give Batman its whole a whole page to itself, but they in the bottom here they talk about a Google thirteen manga comic book that was starting up, which does nothing for me. Yep. So it didn't mean anything to me here to read it. Same. But <laughs> the yeah yeah after that we get a our celebrity profile on some smoke show girl I've never heard of in my life. Oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, that's where you missed out. I definitely know uh, Holly, Holly Robinson. Robinson. Mm. Yeah, did you watch Twenty One Jump Street? A, a little bit, but like, yeah, I mean, I seen her around in other stuff like since then when I was a kid. I, I knew the name and I knew the face. I tell you that. <laughs> I, I never, I had never heard this this, this woman's name. Uh, yeah, she's good look, good looking girl for sure. Uh, it also says she's a singer. She did the theme song for the show Twenty One Jump Street. I am ninety nine percent sure she is one of the women who goes on to join the group in Vogue. If you know them. Oh, I do know. That. Yeah, how could you not? Know Everyone know knows that, in that, Vogue. That, so that so, so that explains. Okay, that makes that makes it add up then. That she, I thought it was so weird. I didn't I didn't like really dissect her filmography, but I was looking at her uh, IMDb and like you know she's still working, man. She's doing like guest star spots and stuff on TV, so she's still working. But like the idea that she was one of the lead people on Twenty One Jump Street with Johnny Depp and also sang the theme song, the idea that she didn't become a bigger thing in film was weird to me but if she became a pop star that's totally why she did i mean she she went yeah. she did in vogue because i remember that obviously loved in vogue but then when in vogue finally had their run then she went back and still did more tv and kind of you know did whatever did she's been right. doing since then yeah right well dude i mean like i said busy dude like multiple things a year she's still oh, yeah doing, so yeah she's not not, not surprised <laughs> Yeah. So she goes she talks about her favorite game of uh, being Gumshoe and I read that and I was like what the fuck is Gumshoe? Yeah, I'd <laughs> like, never I've even never heard of that. Fuck it even. Like, I've what never is that? heard of it. Uh so it dude, it's it's a 1986 black box. 
Nintendo release. So it's like one of their classic games. And what? I've never even fucking seen it or heard it in my entire life. Uh, so I, I, I didn't, uh, or rather I did fire it up and I dig the theme song. Kind of spy kind of thing going on. Hmm. And, uh, the actual gameplay though, it's, it's a total dumpster fire. It's like, it it feels, (laughs) those early games all had like a feel to them, like a slower, we're still figuring this out feel. And it 100% has that for sure. Uh, Uh, it's like a very stock, almost arcadey bullshit platformer kind of feel to it. Like very little done to make it even kind of appealing. Actually, got it. Got it. Yep. So then they follow that up with an art submission contest winner here, uh, where some kid, Jeffrey Scott Campbell of Aurora, Colorado, basically designed an entire medieval fantasy story world for them for free. He made like, he designed uh, like an entire universe of characters, like all these different stages of, of the, like it's like the idea is like he's designing the game. Right. And he like signed all these stages for them with like, you know, they have like the mock-ups of like, these are the boss. These are the, this is the boss and these are the, the common enemies. And this is kind of some of the motif of this particular level. Like he like designed a fucking game for them from scratch of like incredible depth. <laughs> you know <laughs> well, what? I, uh, which is, again, just, I'm not impressed by okay. this at all because my daughter has done this multiple times. Like I have seen this like done multiple times. I feel like this is like a kid thing now. Just like this, I love video to, games, well, dude, let me design it well, out. Well, first like, of all, with levels. First of all, you're talking, you're talking about a kid now that can Google stuff and watch YouTube videos. This kid sat at home and just out of imagination, and nothing other than being prompted by the magazines suggesting he do it, did all this, you know. So I think one, you should still be, uh, you should be impressed by what your daughter's doing too. <laughs> but I don't think you should. I don't think. I don't. Think it should diminish that you should be impressed by this kid just because another kid did something cool too. That's very negative. That's very negative. (laughs) (laughs) I like the artwork though. That is legit. Well yeah, it is dude. Yeah, this dude with all the multiple arms and shit is a super cool character. Right? Yeah. Well, dude, if your daughter's got these, fucking get them up on the fucking things, man. Let's see the games. Well, (laughs) I I will say her artwork is not quite up to par here. So uh, she's got some work to do. (laughs) But uh (laughs) she's still pretty great. Just the, just the design elements of it. She's more of a more of a uh, what do you call that? A, what's the name of that? Like where you design like the system of something, but not the contents. Uh, well, well, she's always she's also half the age of this kid, so there's there's that <laughs> as well. Oh, He's fifteen. I don't think. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, she's got time. Yeah, and and the YouTube tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they go from that to the video spotlight section, and it's the, the 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 players forum, and we get our power player section here, and this is always it's is like you know, there's plenty here that is just the customary pre-adolescent like toxic nerd masculinity thing going on where they're just like aggroing the fuck out of their accomplishments. <laughs> yes. uh, <laughs> so it's usually an inter- there's usually at least one or two that are like highly entertaining motherfuckers in here, but they're not these are these are pretty stock. But the the one that did stick out to me was one of the dad a dad wrote in and there's there's usually always at least one or two parent ones too so that's not terribly uncommon but in this case uh brian becker's dad ron tells a story about his kid knocking tyson's ass out in mike tyson's punch out at a toy store with an audience 
with the store manager talking shit to his kid. <laughs> like telling like, hey, like, like, a bunch of people playing the demo or the the yeah, the demo thing at the store and no one could, you know, be, be no one was getting anywhere in Tyson and or and Mike has his punch out and the kid walks up, he's like, Oh man, like I I'm fucking the shit of this game. I can knock Mike Tyson's out and like the store manager was like, whatever kid and, and like he walked up and just did it. <laughs> Dusted his ass off in front of a, which I've never done in my entire life. Like I'm so impressed by it. Like absolutely, <laughs> like, not even with yeah. the, not with the context of like it being a kid or anything. Like or like the fact that he had an audience and there's a story manager. Like no, like all that's just gravy. Like the fact that he knocked Tyson's not at all. I'm impressed by like, the fact oh, that yeah. he did it in this high pressure situation as a child uh, is incredibly impressive. Oh yeah, to me. <laughs> agreed. <laughs> you don't just step yeah. up there and you're like, yep, let me just take this out. Like, come on, man, that's yeah. a pr- yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, it's not even like a, I don't know, unless the dad's exaggerating, uh, unless they remember already at Tyson too. I guess is a possibility. They could just punch mm-hmm. the code in or something. So maybe all he did had to do was just <clears throat> Tyson. But if not, the idea that he sat there and played through all the the characters also with an audience is highly impressive. Yeah, <laughs> that makes a better story. I, I like that version. Let's go with that. That's what happened for sure. <laughs> so next up, we get NES Achievers, the high score section, and I always. Uh, meticulously peruse these looking for Northeast Ohio cities. Mm. And then I will go and try to, I will go and try to Facebook the individual. <laughs> really? <laughs> or and Google them to see the, just kind of what kind of human being t- came out of the person who sent their score into this magazine. Uh, and unfortunately there were no Northeast Ohio ones. Uh. Uh, I did, I, I did clock one though that it was chill coffee. Isn't that central? Yeah, yeah, man. That's like south of Columbus, like uh, what, forty-five miles or something. Forty-five miles. Okay. Yes. Not even that. So it's uh. Do you do you know Tracy J White? I mean, that's a very basic name. I've met some (laughs) Tracys. I've met some Whites. Maybe some Tracy Whites. I don't know. Uh, well, they had a, a very a distant second score in the 1943 category. Like the the first the the, the number one score was like eight million something, and the second score was two million. Uh, hey, she so. made it on the boards. Right. Well, that doesn't have to be. That's a, that's a, not necessarily a female's name, Jay. That could easily be a male too. Very very assuming of you. Uh, we're talking 1988. I'm going girl. <laughs> right. I'm just saying I could be wrong. You're right. I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So we get pack watch next, and we get five pages of that, and we actually get a whole page on basketball games again. Which I don't, it's the end of the basketball season. I was like, as I was reading that and thinking about that, like I was thinking, is the basketball season about to start? Because we got that in Game Pro too. There was a a big basketball. Oh, yeah. Like most of these games we talked about last episode. Uh, our last magazine episode because, you know, they're highlighting them there too. So I thought maybe perhaps, but it's not. This is like, the, I guess it's the NBA finals for May, June. So maybe that's what they're writing there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's 100% what it is. That makes sense. Right. So, yeah, they get some basketball games. And uh, it's like, the, <laughs> it's be it's the hardest part about now adding a third party magazine to this is I like, I, I see these games and I'm like, have we already talked about this? Do we need like is it redundant? <laughs> <to> talk- <laughs> like we got like, it's much harder to keep track of what the fuck we've done and haven't done now with the third party magazine. Because yeah, so many games. Just Nintendo and yeah, Nintendo and Sega. It's very cut and dry. Like, yep. You know. Anyhow, uh, the Double Dare is in here, 
And that is my favorite game show of all time, Jay, except for the one where kids would run through at the end of the game show and Velcro Nintendo games to their fucking head and body and shit. Do you remember uh, the game I'm talking about? I don't, wait, Velcro? Show? Oh, yeah, yeah. Double Dare was, was fun house. Well, well, double, well, Double Dare, they did. Double Dare was cool too. Double Dare, they also did a lot of weird shit. They probably had one where they stuck shit to them. But the other, there was another game show where it had, it was very, it, it very much piggybacks on Double Dare. I think they did like things that got them messy and shit. But the end of it, like the, you know, the, the, the winning kid got to do the final test or whatever at the end of the show. And, they would run through this fucking thing and they had to like, they had to do an obstacle course and they, and part of it had a, uh, they would like run through these shelves where there were Nintendo games that had Velcro on them and they had to wear a suit and a helmet that Velcro shit would stick to and they could only carry so much and they would like have to run through the fucking aisles and like pick the games they want. So they're like frantic oh. with time, you know? So like super frantic and they had to make these like, really quick decisions based on what was available and what they could fit in their bodies. And then they also had an obstacle course. It was just like so much pressure. <laughs> it was just like such a high, high pressure situation for children uh, uh, that I enjoyed the show deal. But I don't remember that's that. a good show too. Huh. But Double Dare is great. Oh, I definitely watched Double, the shit out of Double Dare. Super fun. I actually got the host of that, Mark Summers, is he came to like a car show or something that my grandparents took me to. And I had, for most of my childhood, I had a Mark Summers autographed black and white 8x10 photo. Um, nice. Push, push pit board in my bedroom. Um, man, he's basically think, a dude, celebrity, think, man. Are you kidding me? He committed suicide, dude. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Really? I think, oh, I, yeah. man. We talked about yeah, I think he, dude, I, I want to say, I, I hate if I'm wrong, but I want to say, I think he hung himself. It would be it would be crazy if I'm wrong about that and I'm just making that up in my head, but I'm pretty sure he committed suicide. Oh man. Uh anyhow, yeah, it was a cool show. Um and that's a bummer a way to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh the uh the next thing we get in here is a little bit more they they touch more on the power glove coming out. Uh, and I like actually think into this the blurb uh it's still scheduled for early 90s like so that's a, that's an incredibly vague thing but i also just like the sentence early 90s i don't know it's just a good, I, know. I, 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 thought, I thought we were set and ready to go what happened <laughs> yeah now exactly it's been that. featured so much yeah it's been featured so much in the past few episodes or issues of this shit that i'm surprised that it's still so far off but yeah what have you they also have the u-force in here which we've already talked about and they give us a little yep. bit of game boy action game and... boy yeah, dude, that'll be that'll be interesting too to decide how we treat Game Boy stuff in this. You know, do we, do we get off on that tangent? Because I love the Game Boy. That'd be I difficult. Like the idea though. of doing so, but yeah, it, it complicates our, our yeah. whole system a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's not it's not technically not a console either. It would it would, it would make our and that little stupid thing I fuck up constantly for our opening. Um, it would make it a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, whatever, I can live by. That's fine. I have no problem with that. Uh, the, the last thing they give us in this issue here is a little teaser of the next, as they always do. And they, they're teasing Mega Man 2, Dragon Warrior, Strider, Xanadu, Faxanadu, whatever it is. And a letter from Howie telling us we just hit the one-year anniversary of Nintendo Power. And uh, I don't know, fucking ring a bell or something for that because accomplishment. Right. And also they're selling you back issues here, which I remember looking at as a child and just think 
thinking uh, how badly I wanted to order these. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but did not. I would, I would run up a $300 phone bill on 100 Spider-Man, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> steal $3 to order Nintendo Power issues. So that is Nintendo Power issue six. Triangle Dispose of Minds theme, bringing us into the nomination portion of the show, where we nominate three games each and uh, fight to the death over who what we will play for the next two weeks. <laughs> or maybe a little longer, depending on how our lives time out. <laughs> and uh, what are your nominations out of the issue, Jay? All right, so number one, you know I had to pick TMNT. We talked about it. It was a legit game. It was hard AF. Never beat it because I didn't own it as a kid. So number one, TMNT. Number two, I chose Life Force because, like I said, I forgot that I had ever even played it. But I remember it being very fun. Not sure if I ever beat it. Looked great. And then calling an audible and going Blaster Master number three. What do you think, yeah, Josh? Okay. That's uh, an interesting assortment. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, very reasonable title, title or cover game rather. Um, I mean, like I said, I just bought the fucker, uh, almost kind of in, t- in anticipation of the possibility that we might be doing that. So nice. that's interesting. Uh, I chose Adventures of Lolo, Adventure of Lolo. Okay. Uh, again, and I think I think I might have nominated that one last time too. And Cobra Triangle. I said that that the speed yeah. code game was super fucking fun, man, and like way out of left field. Uh, and I love the idea, you know, I've said before, kind of uh, using this pod to experience new things is, is very appealing to me as much as, uh, as much fun as it can be to kind of just stroke those nostalgia uh, strings. You know, it's kind of nice to try new things and have this be a discovery process. Yeah. Uh, and my last one, I also had Life Force. So that's some overlap for us. Hmm. But. We talked about that monster in in the in the pocket or whatever the monster pocket. What monster the party? <laughs> There's a monster in my pocket, but that's a different game. <laughs> yeah, that is a different game. That's actually when I was trying to find the the ROM for Monster Party. That was the one I was like, "Is this it?" And I opened it up. I was like, "No, Monster nope. Pocket." Yep. <laughs> yeah, very different. very different IP. Uh, yeah, so that's really interesting to try playing a game that's like the prototype version of that. Uh, and that's, I don't know, that, that's so outside the box. And I feel like I've never even, heard, I've never even heard of anyone. Like I, you know, like I listen to a lot of these fucking podcasts about games and I've never heard anyone even talk about that game, let alone talk about the prototype version of it <laughs> and play it and, and kind of dissect that, that version of it. So this, the idea of doing something so undone is very appealing to me too here. Um, we could be trailblazers. We could be. Could be trailblazers. At least in our mind. Could be. In our own minds. Yeah. To us, to each other, if nothing else. <laughs> and that's the important thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I could I could see Lolo low because I we had that on the Switch and I've always looked at it like, oh, I kinda wanna check that game out. That would be it would be it would be it 
and I hate to make a decision based on this, but the fact that I am fucking about to start shooting on Monday uh, is going to make my life fucked up for the next two weeks. So something that's not terribly like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I feel is too much. Yeah, like it's just that's yeah. the heavy of an undertaking. I'll never have time to get anywhere. And Adventures of Lolo is kind of easy going. I can kind of multitask that even. I feel like Adventure of Lolo, I can play a level of that. And then kind of fuck off and do whatever these fucking jackoffs need me to do, and then <laughs> go back and play the next. So like, uh, I feel like that is kind of a cool aspect of that. That it's it's uh, uh, compartmentalized like that. Whereas Cobra Triangle or like Life Force, you're just like you play a whole level and then you move on. You know, there's no it's a nonstop thing, basically. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of interesting. Eh? I mean, yeah. I don't I'm, know, man. I go ahead. What do you think? I, well, I say I, I would I, I I would align with you on that Adventure of Lolo thing, or do the really left field monster party thing. I think I think that's where my inkling lies. I think if we can get the ROM for the original monster party, let's do that. Let's go okay. left field. I'll, I'll I'll do some hunting, and then if we can't, we'll Adventure of Lolo. Done. We'll go. The we easy have a route. plan. Right, we have a plan. Yeah, <laughs> now time to enact it. <laughs> All right, so uh, our game episode next for the first time we've ever put some uh, some real drama into this, and that you won't know what it is until it hits. <laughs> TBD. Uh, yeah, TV, TBD game episode next, and then after that, uh, we will be doing Game Pro issue two because Sega is on ba- virtual hiatus uh, until their final. <laughs> Sega Team Newsletter or whatever it is at the end of the year. Uh, I think it's around Christmas time, I want to say. So we're going to be bouncing between Nintendo Power and GamePro uh, for the, the next few episodes here. And you can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Android, TuneIn, Podbean. You can, or rather, we would ask that you please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on whatever platform you do listen to it on. And the website for the show is nyehentertainment.com forward slash isohpod. Can email us directly if you'd like to talk shit privately at isohpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow the pod and banter with us on Facebook and the subreddit and talk shit about our gameplay videos on YouTube if you'd like. And the links to all that will be in the show notes, as it always is. And Jay, what are your socials? Uh, you can catch me on Gentleman JB without the second E pretty much everywhere. <laughs> it's good that it rhymes Uh, yeah and my twitter is at Jeff Fulman my instagram is at my shift key is broke and okay bye Bye. Jay you gotta say bye (laughs) (laughs) bye bye bye